I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app for league fans, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. New features for 2017 as well. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. This week in League, NRL players defend their RLPA dress code, saying they were just trying to get Billy Slater to take a selfie with them. After ending the Raiders' season, young Matt Moylan volunteers to give back and help their fans learn to count to three. Doggies fans started GoFundMe to bring both Robbie Farah and Jared Hayne to the club in a last-ditch attempt to remove Desi. Plus, we look back at all the action from Round 24 of the 2017 NRL season. All that and more this week in League. episode 269 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. This week we're going to blast through it because we are actually, for the first time, this might be the first time ever, we are working to a fucking clock. Yes. You've got to be done and you've got to be out of here by a certain time, so we need to blast through it. Working so, nine to five. Yep. Working for the man, all that shit. Um, firstly, I uh, just want to welcome, we t- talked about the Irish Tiger last week who who is a, a compatriot of the, the biggest tiger, you know, one of the tiger, maybe it's his brother, they have the same last name, yeah. yeah. But... Uh, He's on Twitter now. I remember last week it was like, he's not on Twitter, so just give, give him a, a shout out. out. Yeah. He's on Twitter now, the underscore Irish underscore Tiger. So he, he said he's lost the bet and now he's on Twitter. I don't know what the what the bet was. Maybe the bet was we weren't going to shout him out or something like that. But um, yep, we're giving you a shout out. You're on the you're on Twitter now, so uh, get around him. You'd think someone with Tiger in the handle would be used to losing bets. <laughs> Ain't that the truth? I mean, there's a reason I haven't bought a new Manly jersey in fucking decades. <laughs> yet, yet for some reason, I've you know acquired five or six over that period of time. Um, yeah, thanks, Glenn. Um, <laughs> I, I can't believe I, I should have fucking done that this year with you as well. Yeah, we should have. I mean, because we had two games too, so we could have done the the. Um, you are our bitch. You know the uh, well, not no, you're our bitch, but the the, uh, the the home and away league, you know, sort of yeah, thing. Like, there's a chance for a comeback. That's because, like, back at the start, it, it seemed like Manly were playing the Tigers. It felt like they were playing them a couple of times, mm. and then it's dropped off. Like this year, you know, it's dropped off, and uh, it's just you know the fucking draw the way they do it. My, it'd be, my, gr- it'd yeah. be great if you had predictable two games against every team. But our oh, players can't play that long. Stop. It's a long, it's a long season. <laughs> it's a long season. Cunts. Need to have need to have fucking four months off to spend my thousands. Fucking can't <laughs> get to that. Yeah, <laughs> Bali would collapse if NRL players had to play for an extra month. <laughs> okay, uh, Twitter. Um, they're gonna gonna combine like a news and tweeting because we got a lot of people commenting on the Titans situation. The Titans came out and they after last week around the time of last week's episode, and they're saying, um, "Look, we're not going to rush into things with this Henry thing." You know, this Henry and Hayne feud thing. We're going to sit back and we're going to take our time. So they took about five days to sack him, and what was Tuesday? They they sacked him. Mm. So yeah, they they didn't they didn't rush at all from from Wednesday to the following Tuesday, Wednesday night to the following Tuesday. But um, it just seems weird. 
Look, obviously the situation was untenable and it was always going to be him that was going. You could just kind of read it. And it's just, and they're such a poverty club that it, it really was a factor. He said, it, it, in, admitted in the press conference, it really was a factor. Mm-hmm. The the money they'd have to pay out to Hayne versus the money they'd have to pay out to Henry, which is such a fucking poverty move when you know <laughs> when that's, that's mm. actually, when you're potentially crippling your club or, you know, and, and just setting such an awful precedent as well for, you know, player, player power over coach power. I mean, go talk to the fucking Tigers and they'll, you know, they, maybe you should have consulted with those guys. You know, yeah. what, do you, what, do you, what do you guys think about this? <laughs> because they fucking know all about it. Yeah. Um, and you know, and it's taken, and it's pretty much wiped four to five seasons off that fucking club. You know, of, of competitive, mm-hmm. you know, finals football and the rest of it. So, um, shit move. We don't know all the story. Obviously, we don't know what else has gone on with Henry. Why he was? I mean, because some of the players, like Ryan James, seem pretty fucking angry about it. And like in, in and defending, uh, and Pete's has been on tw- on Twitter. So so so. It makes me think there's definitely like an element of players that probably were against him, and uh, an element. And, and so at this stage, I guess we say certainly Hayne obviously was one. Um, certainly, it appears that LG was another one. Taylor has been lumped in that group as well, and I haven't really heard him say a lot. Otherwise, I think he's yeah. kept pretty quiet about. It, so perhaps he's. So you Look, know, th- there's been a lot of talk, and you, you've hit the nail on the head that that we don't know the inner workings of the yeah. club and what went on. So what what do we know in this instance? The Titans were, were humming along under Neil Henry. About, what, a couple of weeks out from the finals last season? Well, un, until Hayne, and then Hayne came back. Yeah. Right? And it was pretty much an unchanged roster. There's little, yeah. little bits here or there. They were actually, like, at that point where it was almost like they were tapering to actually have a final yeah. stint and you know, yeah. maybe not their best ever because I mean there were times there where they finished really quite high but they were going to have a fucking crack <coughs> and despite that I mean the, the, they still had a they still raped by the referees in that finals game and still had a crack yes so um, and you know with they, Hayne th- there were some good stories there remember yeah. they picked up uh, Pete's mid-season there were stories about how they were the, the luckiest pickup team ever and like, and Ryan James cut his fucking hair and was looking like Dally M material. Fuck. Was robbed. Yeah, you know, Ash Taylor, rookie of the year. Yeah, yeah. Great. Break and he was looking season. fucking great. Yeah, you know. Then you get Hayne coming in. Yep. Now he kicked a field goal at Campbelltown, and that was a great moment and everything. Obviously, as his house and blah 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 blah. Fantastic. For, since then. Not like there was this one. There was one. All I can remember is one game this season. I can't remember who they were playing, but it was a game where Hayne and and Coney both fucking went off. Yes, remember that game? That, yep. That's the only time. Yeah. That's it. Now, if you look at again, how they were tracking. Yep. Right. Maybe a team on the up, you would say. Fucking maybe Neil Henry's discovered Scientology on the Gold Coast, and become a completely fucking different person. Yeah, you know, we we don't know that. Yeah, unlikely. Maybe an ex, maybe an ex, uh, an ex uh, sharks sharks player and fucking Titans player. Maybe tried to, you know, maybe roped him into Amway and, and you know, and, he, and the pressure of becoming a fucking triple fucking diamond or whatever black diamond, whatever the fuck they are. Maybe that, maybe that wore heavily on him. Um, clean dishes though, but yeah. Tell, tell me, from what you know of Jared Hayne and his personality, again, from what you have seen yeah, him yeah. say and how you have seen him behave, yeah. does it seem far-fetched 
that if he doesn't like things like being told that he's playing overweight, yeah, being told that he's not training hard enough, performing, yeah, um, that there was an article in the paper about how he was training poorly, yep, uh, about being put in the centres mm-hmm. when he doesn't like not being in a fucking you know spine Marky position. position yeah. Does he seem the sort of person that would chat inside the club to well, other players? Yeah, yeah, of course. Well, yeah, not inside the club. Probably out in the fucking out in the cocktails. Well, what I'm, what I'm, yeah, <laughs> what I'm trying to get to is you got a situation here where you have got some senior players who have yep. been around long enough, yep. who have said Neil Henry's not out there fucking missing tackles. You know, he got us to yep. the final series last year. Yep, he's not the problem. Yep. We as a playing group need yep. to work together. And then you've got a couple of fucking people. Now, Ash Taylor's already proven yep. that, you know, he's a simple fucking jack. <laughs> you know, and and could potentially be easily influenced. Yeah. Well, just young young players looking up to yeah. the fucking, oh, you know, more experienced players that have, have done some amazing shit in their time. Um, yeah, I, I don't know if getting rid of either of them was the option, but... The, the respect of wake the wake the fuck up to yourselves meaning you know like it was, yeah, for these these players oh, and, and you got someone like Proctor he's seen the fucking he's he's seen into the heart of darkness yeah that motherfucker knows what, he knows what life could be like for these cunts uh huh and I mean I'm sure Henry's a fucking chill dude comparatively uh huh <laughs> and I'm not saying like he's like a Trent Barrett fucking wants to be everyone's mate chill dude yeah yep. at the detriment of coaching skill um, but I'm saying I'm, he's not Bellamy fucking cutting fingers off and you 100%. know putting cunts to work in the fucking bitumen crew 100% so the other thing that's starting to get me more now with Jared Hayne yeah is and against a topic we've touched on lots of times effort players versus talent players mm-hmm. Jared Hayne is fucking firmly in the talent Column. Well, yeah, I dare say he has 0% <laughs> effort in him. As he's getting older, yeah. and as he's getting, you know, a little bit slower, yeah. it's harder for him to take the weight off. Yeah. He's losing some of those edges that he had. I think he just fundamentally changed his body shape for to become a battering ram for the NFL, and he's just, and I don't think he's changed, he he's definitely hasn't changed back. Well, he's not the, sort of, not the sort of guy, if somebody in the club says, you know, here's a strict meal plan and an yeah. extra fucking exercise or weights regime you have to do. Yeah. I'm, I'm not we sure want you back to We want it. you back to fucking, you know, like the 2010, you know, the mm. sl- skinnier version of... But my thing is, you know how you were saying about Paul Gallen? Yep. You love to see that old, seasoned campaigner, yeah. the wily combatant. Yeah. yeah. As effort players get older they they read the game better as they yep. progress in their career yep. you know Andrew Johns at the end when he was fucking broken necking yep. everything he wasn't Andrew Johns of his no. early no, you know flamboyant not. career yep. but what he learned about the game Darren look Lockyer. at the transition though of someone like Luke Lewis yeah who was a fucking He's a winger for fuck's sake, <laughs> and then gradually moved in as as yep. time went by, and like you know we've seen him take intercepts. And he's, oh, it's fantastic. The motor, I mean, it's great, but like you know the motor's clearly yeah. <laughs> clearly half of what it was. <laughs> I mean, he's bust, he's, he's busted the motor. He's, he's fucking flogged it around the block too many times. Like, <laughs> so he, he's like an '88 Ferrari. There's there's like nine hundred thousand Ks on it. There's as some well. nostalgia value. <laughs> yeah. But one of 
of the cylinders. But the dude's still amazing and, a, and an integral part of his team but, for the reason that he's adapted to the you know to what the thing, his situation Luke is. Luke Lewis. Well, I, I I love Luke Lewis to absolute death. Yep. You don't hear him spoken about as superstar. Yeah. You know, you look at Darren Lockyer at the end of his career. One of his biggest attributes was he knew exactly brittle cheekbones, brittle cheekbones, when and how to inject himself in the game. Yeah. It wasn't his talent. Overrated fucking hack. (laughs) Because Jared Hayne doesn't put any effort in, because he's too worried about his fucking image as opposed to his performance, he's not learning those things. He's not gaining that experience. Yep. And when his fucking no-look passes are going out over the sideline and his kicks in behind aren't doing anything... They're going dead in goal on the full or whatever, yeah. Or when he's chipping over the top on the first tackle of six again... Yeah. What else does he offer a team? Yeah. Pain. Pain and heartbreak. Now there's talking about, you know, who who's gonna be the who's gonna be the replacement coach. Uh and with these things where where there's smoke there's usually fire. Like you don't get you don't usually get like something out of left field that you never possibly heard of, you know, happening like I don't think you know. There's there's going to be some fucking crazy out of left field player swap or coach swap or you know what I mean yeah. like, that you've never considered. And so Kevin Walters has, has been mentioned. Mal Meninga has been mentioned as well. But the other day, was it yesterday or the day before? The Broncos had a press conference, and a fucking and Wayne Bennett was getting hammered, not with Broncos questions about what he thought about the Titans situation and all that sort of thing. And he's a surly cunt, like we know. Yeah. Wayne's a fucking cunt, and he's surly, and he doesn't like to give what much away anyway. But I mean, this is he's been asked to comment. So I get that you know he probably didn't want to be the a headline, like give them headlines about you know Wayne Bennett says blah blah. Endorses, yeah, yeah, but. He was asked flat out about whether, you know, you know, you know Kevin Walters. Yeah. He's fucking coached under you, won like five premierships under you. I mean, you've known this fucking guy for his entire adult life pretty yep. much. Um, you know, do you think he's re- you know, he's obviously one, you know, state of origin coach. Do you do you think he's do you, do you think he's up to the job of being a first grade, you know, coach? Mm-hmm. And way better could have said, "Yeah, I fucking know Kevin well, you know, like look, you know, Origin, yeah, tough time. Game one was terrible. He he made eight fucking changes to the team in that first yep. game, and you know came back and won the series. And look, you know he's been an assistant for you know me and Craig Bellamy. He knows what he's doing. Yeah. I'm sure that if he was given the chance, he'd do a great job. He could have said that, but instead he said fucking like nothing. And it's not like you have to make a headline about oh Wayne Bennett says that they should pick Kevin. I mean, this is the fucking guy that presumably <laughs> did he try and fuck the milf, the gilf? Did he? <laughs> I, what did Kevin Walters do to Wayne Bennett that he wouldn't have the fucking courtesy of had such a long professional association yeah. that Wayne Bennett couldn't say, "Yeah, I think he could. I think he could do it. He's definitely capable of doing this job." That's a thing, you know. What cunt of a fucking human he is. There are. You ever meet those people who are constantly, like, constantly have a fucking agenda, and there's constantly games going on. Yeah. Like, even when, you know, okay, yep. fair enough. Like, you know, um, I've had people that have worked for competitors in business. Yep. Right? And then I've somehow come across them in a social setting. Yep. Okay, still, fair, yeah. fair enough. But fucking let's turn off and we're at a barbecue. Yeah, yeah. We're going to talk for three minutes and then I'm going to go over there and you're going to go over there. Yeah. Let's just be fucking people. Yeah. <laughs> Wayne Bennett is just constantly... and That guy. 
the fucking chip on his shoulder yeah. about anything, and I, I don't even think it's Bronco related. I think it's purely Wayne Bennett related. Yeah. You know? But it's just so, it's so weird as well, because you'll have guys like Justin Hodges and fucking Darius Boyd or whatever who will, like, he's fucking saved my life and blah, blah, blah. He's done yep. this, Adam Blair even. But then Adam Blair, the next thing you know... He fucking takes out McCulloch and he's on the market the next week. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Like, seriously, like, what a fucking car. I just thought, it's like, like, what does, what courtesy to a guy and- that won so many fucking premierships under you, coached under you as well. I mean, pre- yes, who is more qualified to speak to that guy's qualities and it's, as a professional? It's sad. Yeah. It's sad because it's taking away from his... Like, if there was anyone that could just rest on his laurels, yep. it's Wayne Bennett. He's achieved. And you get those guys that are, are like, have been absolute cunts and hard asses their entire, but then when they sort of start to wind down, yeah. you know, the, the pressure's off and they've done, they've achieved everything. And the pressure you know, comes off and they fucking weight off the shoulders and then they sort of start to be yep. a bit more jovial with, you know, in their dealings with reporters and things like that. But, but you know, who, mate, like, I even heard fucking Craig Bellamy. Yeah. Speaking about Neil, right? Yeah. And he gave this, and it was a prepared statement because he knew they were going to ask. Yep. Um, it was a politically correct, um, you know... You don't always see that happen. It's great coach. We've, we've all been through tough times. Yep. I've been through tough times in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. You hate to see people's families bought into it. Yep. Yada, yada, yada. Yep. You know? Yep. This, yeah, so... It's all it needs. It's all it needs. Uh, Mad Dog underscore No Space. So can you put out a public service announcement that the Broncos fans, over, the Bronco fans overlords, will accept our Titans underlings back if they wish? <laughs> <sighs> Sam, Mister underscore Wars. At this point, the Titans would be better off with Pickle Rick, Sands exoskeleton at fullback than that giant hay potato. Pickle Rick, and I replied, I said, Pickle Rick would win the fucking Dally M. Yeah. Like, that's it, like, exactly. with the exoskeleton. Oh, exactly. He would win the Dally M. I mean, he would be a fucking, he would be an, a revelation. Yeah. Can you, like, I mean, through the line, just the ball playing skills would be tremendous. You'd have Todd freaking out, looking through the rule book, trying yeah. to find a reason why a pickle can't be Dally M. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what are we, uh, so Hammers, Titans fan. Uh, he, he said I woke up dejected totally lost all respect for the club I've supported for the last 10 years I don't think they realise the ramifications Look, what I took out of that tweet was fucking hell it's been 10 years yeah 10 years of these companies. Titans fans you know you, you may think you don't have you know a lot of history mm-hmm. and, and you'd be right but when you take the aggregate of all Gold Coast sites no I'm, I'm trying I'm trying here to light a candle <laughs> in the darkness as yeah, a you say, you, yeah, yeah. yeah you say that every time and then you and you know then, you then, have you have Preston Campbell who superstar of the game we'll always have those Coke Zero cans with Luke Bailey and Preston Campbell um, <laughs> couldn't buy a Coke Zero fucking carton you know, of 24 without those cunts all over them you, <laughs> you, know, you you've started building towards something everyone's been through fuck times everyone the, the club will get through because the NRL owns it, so it can't not yeah. get through. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, they could get the shit. You know, they, I guess they could go be like, fuck this. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, you know we, we had a similar thing in, in Penrith where, you know, thank fuck, but 
player power started to revolt. Yep. And, you know, we got rid of Matty Elliott. The, the club moves forward, you know. I'm trying to think of examples, but everyone that comes to my mind is the reverse. I'm trying, it's like West know? Tigers, where it's like they're quagmired for five years. West Tigers are <laughs> fucked. Um, yeah, Wayne punted Wally. Yeah. And that's the reverse. Yeah. The player lost. Yeah. yeah. They won a premiership. Yep. <laughs> Fuck. Yeah. And then he fucking, then he, he wasted away fucking down in the Gold Coast. And here we are back at the Gold Coast again. We're another reminder that they ain't yeah. done shit. Um, look, yeah, if, if the NRL doesn't, does not choose to shutter the fucking <laughs> club or move the franchise somewhere else, what? then the club, they're going to get through it. Obviously, the, the the thing is that the Gold Coast is such a fucking paradox of a place. Like, undoubtedly, when you look at the talent that's come from there yeah. and the schools and the juniors, like, the Gold Coast is a fucking rugby league town, right? Yep. However, the culture of rugby league supporting there... Yeah. Not so much, because it's a bunch of old people that have moved there. You know, you've, yeah, you've got the young the kids coming up and everything and they're starting off as Titans fans and they're growing up as Titans fans that's great that's the fucking 5,000 people that are at the games yeah but as, as a whole it's such a transient fucking you know heaven's waiting room whatever you call it fucking population yeah. of people who come from somewhere else and support another team and move to the Gold Coast you know when they have a sea can change I, can I tell you this is that thing the Gold Coast need to take this opportunity and decide who they want to be and unfortunately, the thing I think fucks this for them is this NRL approach that every team is exactly the same and requires exactly the same things mm-hmm. wherever it is. Yep. You know, if, if anybody, the Gold Coast are the team that need to, you know, fuck off the high price tickets and yep. the, the shitty fucking triple price food yep. and get back to, you know what, a family... Because don't forget, the the Gold Coast is not a wealthy area. There's a lot of wealth in the Gold Coast, mm-hmm. but not for the people who who live and reside there. It's not the Mermaid Beach Titans. Exactly. They need for a family to be able to go to the Titans game. Yep. For fifty bucks or less, mm-hmm. you know, they need to be able to get there and get you know fucking give them just a bowl of potato chips. With nothing that they, a, can eat, they can eat. They can get. They can get. There's no reason why they couldn't do like a combo. Like just, just do food for fucking real life prices. Like if you're gonna have a combo, like say we can get like a drink and a hot dog and like a, a little tub of chips or something like that, like ten bucks. It's like the same as like you pay for like yeah you know, McDonald's or something for like a yeah. burger combo. You just have to make it the same yeah. price. I mean, not this fucking twenty four dollars to get a fucking mini pizza and a or, drink or something. Yeah. Or you need to get into the schools, mm-hmm. and for every kid in that school. Give them a ticket yep. to a game yep, and then sell a companion adult ticket for 10 bucks. Well, fuck, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what, um, how much did your schooling did you spend up here, any? I can't remember. Uh, last year. The last year. See, fuck it, this is, the, the, I remember back in the day, I got to so many fucking Broncos games when they came in because I was playing footy at school yep. and you had that fucking QRL card. That you got everyone. Got, everyone who played got a QRL card. They still get that and now. You, and and you can so you can get into like any game for free. Is it free? Uh, you get one a week. One a week. Because yeah. we could just, you could just go to every. I mean, it was fantastic. True. And um, but then you look at declining player numbers. Yeah. Especially at fucking junior level. Yeah. Yeah. That's not going to do it. They they need to get out there and get them involved. Yeah. The, the the little history that they have 
They need to fucking tap Preston Campbell on the shoulder. Yep. They need to be tapping fucking Scotty Sattler on the shoulder yep. and saying, you know, we we need you guys to to build a culture and a fan base. Yeah. You know? If someone's got kids down the Gold Coast, I'd be very interested to hear what they do if they are who's got who who are schooling in the Gold Coast. What's their visibility like? What are they doing? You know? Um they, they need to be getting to, to the hotels. Mm-hmm. Then they need to be getting to the big hotels and little hotels and saying, "Here are a hundred fucking tickets." You know, exactly the same way it works in Vegas. If well, you've got something on in Vegas, same way it fucking works in most, like in Thailand, like you know, you got to go kickboxing and shit. Like you know, they've got the concierge stuff and they got stuff they can throw you tickets. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, would you like to get for kickboxing the, for that thing, or you want to go ping pong ball? Like, you know, exactly. Here, yeah. here you go. You know, we you get free ping pong ball and fifty price, fifty percent banana. Would you? Oh. Would you like fucking? <laughs> And uh, and ten uh, percent off the eel if you want. <laughs> Would you like uh, four rings of sting or four frogs? So, um, but you know, that's what it needs to be. Yeah. People people on holidays. Yep. Great. Here's these fucking tickets we got. They're double passes. They're twenty five dollars, and the hotel's got a shuttle bus leaving at fucking seven o'clock. Get you in time there for the. You Get know, to the fucking game. You know, one in, one in time for the curtain raiser. One go one in time for the main game. The the Titans are not a fucking Broncos level mm-hmm. professional sporting organisation that can play out of Suncorp Stadium. Correct. You know, realise who you are, mm-hmm. work to that. Plan accordingly and market accordingly. You know, be proud of who you are because people on the Gold Coast are proud that they're not Brisbane people. Mm-hmm. That's the whole fucking reason they live on the Gold Coast. It's like... Fuck off the fucking hog's breath pig that walks around the house. Fuck off the, the houses. Coral Homes, that house to walk around, I don't know. Fuck off the Cylons and yeah. Titans. Fucking get you on a fucking guy. You want a big blow-up fucking guy with Comancheros. Yep. And then you want you want a fucking, I don't know how you personify, like how do you anthropomorphize ice? I don't know, like a big fucking ice cube. I don't know. <laughs> embrace <laughs> embrace the stuff that makes the Gold Coast the Gold Coast. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. So, but... You know, again, th- this whole, you know, let- let's just fake it till we make it. Yeah. Fucking hasn't worked this far. <laughs> that whole fucking mascot talk just reminded me when we were down at the um, Manly versus Titans game earlier in the season and the Hog's Breath fucking pig walks around and Killer sees him. And he's like, oh, yeah, he knows Hog's Breath. He loves, he loves Hog's Breath. And he-, and he sees it and he's like, and it was wearing like a Titans thing. And he's going, hey, pig, put a Manly jersey on, show some respect. <laughs> Oh fuck! Um. <laughs> See, wouldn't that be great though? Yeah. See, that's a way to fucking bring in fans. Have one one round a week. Yeah. Uh, sorry, one round a year. Yeah. That is team powers round, right? Okay. So you you have to have one for home and away. Okay. And so if you're the home team, it's yep. like you know man versus fucking nature. That if you're you know when if you're playing the storm. Yep. They're allowed to set up these fucking cannons and every time Kronk puts a bomb up they shoot fucking hailstones down at the cunt trying to catch the ball <laughs> right oh, I don't fucking, think that's going to catch on <laughs> you know the, the the Panthers would be allowed to have fucking you know the like I'll tell you what, it'd be brass more. knuckles with claws on them <laughs> I was just, like Wolverine or fucking, what about fucking like the Tigers that would be pretty fucking vicious but I'll tell you what if you're trying to catch a bomb at Campbelltown and you're getting fucking pecked by these fucking sweeping cunts yeah exactly <laughs> you know uh, yeah the, that's um 
Yeah, that, that's fucking, like the XFL compared to like the NFL. <laughs> what about what's scary about a Bronco? Nothing. Not in any possible way. No, they could have right mm-hmm. again. Um, when you're in a scrum, mm-hmm. they could have a carny that leads the fucking horse rides. <laughs> come out and sexually assault the place in the scrum. <laughs> Fuck, that's a long bow. Uh, <laughs> um, it's Wayne in overalls. Cruzy 6 So the Titans picked long-term pain along with losing players rather than a good coach. Hash, Fold Coast is closer to reality. Yeah. Um, hmm. Now moving on to other some some other stuff. Oh, sorry, Troy underscore 79 said, I wish you'd stop calling Hayne a star. He hasn't done anything since 09. Would rather have Matthew Wright as my fullback. Look, I would too and I agree with you but you would yeah. rather have Matthew Wright, or you would rather they have Matthew Wright? I would, I would either. I mean, but, <laughs> but I'm ambivalent. But well, at the end of the day, I mean, Hayne is a star. Doesn't star doesn't necessarily mean that you that you fucking. He's not an elite player. player. Yeah, yeah, he's not an elite player. He's he's certainly not a future immortal. But I mean, you can't argue profile wise. I mean, he's certainly a star. Uh, Wally Frogmore um, was talking. He's he's talking about this one here. Uh, the CCC 13, which would be the captain, coach, CEO 13. And so he's gone, Roberto Farrow would be in it. Yes. Absolutely. Obviously, Jared Hayne has taken the fullback spot and made it his own. Yes. Give some thought to that. I'm trying to think of who else has really fucking uh, grabbed teams by the balls and oh, bent them to his will. Paul Gallon. Yeah, I would say, I would say that's probably fair. Um, can we have one ironic selection? Go. And just have Mitchell Pearce in the halves? Because he'd be there going, it's my team. Everyone says it's my team. <laughs> Daddy. Loz said it's my team. <laughs> Daddy. Yeah, so put your, so think about that. Uh, Cobra Burgers. I was testing Bluetooth soundbars at JB Hi-Fi last night with Twill from my phone. The whole store had to deal with hearing about stepdad's scissor exploits in the toilet. Fantastic. I think that that's a... Uh, like, We've had plenty of people over the, over the years accidentally have shit, you know, headphones pull out or fucking Bluetooth earpieces disconnecting and things happening like that. But to willingly go into a JP Hi-Fi, <laughs> connect your shit up by Bluetooth and purposely <laughs> press play on an episode of this show requires a level of fucking balls. Can you drop a sound bar like a mic and just walk out? <laughs> Well, that would be the best thing when you've got it going, and yeah, you you just you walk to the outside and sit down on the bench outside, you know, in Bluetooth range, but outside the confines of the store, oh. and you sit there having a fucking cup of coffee and just letting it roll and like just checking your Twitter account or whatever. Boom! And then shit's going crazy in there, and they're trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. <laughs> um, my favourite story though of accidental stuff. Yep. Does come from a Tool Nation member. Okay. OG Tool Nation member. Okay. Um, look, I won't name him. <laughs> But he currently lives in Singapore. Yeah, okay, cool. Uh, I think I've got an idea who that could be. You've narrowed it down, that's two people. But then you say, oh gee, it's one person. Yes, so, it's Mr. Wars. Yeah. So, um, I mean, if you, I'm not naming names, Sam. Yeah, no. <laughs> um, and he worked for a company that shall remain nameless. Uh, although, you know, I guess if you if you were looking for a beach, you weren't, you weren't near a coast, you were maybe in a city. Yep. And needed a beach. Yep. You would go to this beach in the city. Yep. And so he he worked for them. Yep. Uh, years and years and many years ago. For, for many years. Many Seems years. Quite quite a while there. Um, that's where he was when I met him. And needed to plug his 
iPhone into charge. Mm-hmm. The very early iPhone days, okay. when when everything that an iPhone did wasn't common knowledge yeah. to everybody. <laughs> and so he's in the store and he's doing his stuff and he's fucking you know ordering little surfy girls around and fucking getting shit done. Yep. And he plugs his phone in. And you remember when you used to plug an iPhone in, it would auto upload everything from the phone yes, yes, yes. to the computer. Yeah. He'd plugged it into the computer that was running the TV screens around the store. Oh, and it uploaded every photo he had on his phone. Yeah. To the com- and, and the types of photos that would get sent flashed like- them all up on the screen. <laughs> and like I don't think you need to know you need to be spelled out the type of photos that he he will text us. Yes. And things like that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and so, but that was at the fucking beginning of his career. That, that is the ultimate fucking, yeah, what are you going to do? Fantastic. <laughs> oh, mm. Shout out, shout out to, they, you know, and they would have uh, sold more unit unit shirts that day. Oh. <laughs> otherwise. Yeah. Uh, fucking, where are we? Um, that, that's how the fucking flat brim trend started. <laughs> People were in there and they were so stressed. They got the, the, they, they they got 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 the curved <laughs> ones. <They> went, <laughs> uh, okay, uh, Twill Tourist, uh, Bud Smoke. I was, I was going to stop at Puwong and Nana Goon, but had no time. Still went past packing. Uh, what have we got here? Uh, packing me up. So it's packing them. And nice. uh, he's, uh, he's on, I, think, I, believe, I believe he's going to be in, uh, in, uh, at Neverland Ranch. This, this weekend fantastic uh, Giannis underscore Mateus Wagga BP I put unleaded in a diesel car on the weekend had to hire a car and drive back today and then he's uh, still got to it cost me about a thousand dollars in mechanic and car hire eight hours driving but I got to represent Tool Nation and he had a photograph with the what's uh, his current fucking handle uh, rugby league dead to me oh that's straight good. through no spaces in it okay yeah so I was, oh, oh fuck it's gonna be what's gonna be this week then no, I'm, I'm just glad he changed it from what it was. What was it? Showing support to the fucking cunt that held up the Lint Cafe. What was it? Like, Manus Love. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, that's right. Yeah, he was, um, yeah. Fucking, what, what was it? Uh, after his fucking success at the free hat rallies. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I'm, I'm, I'm just, I'm perplexed. I mean, I know that it happens. I've heard of people putting unleaded in diesel car before, but... I can't. I still, like. I don't know this. For sure. I mean, the last three or four cars I've had have been diesel. Never. I mean, it has, even if it had occurred to me to pick up the unleaded thing, does it not? It doesn't fit, does it? Yeah, it does fit. Because yeah. I, I thought the I thought the sizes were such that, like, you know, that to make a, you to give you pause to go. Oh, hang on a minute. The diesel bows generally won't fit in an unleaded. Oh, okay, but an unleaded will fit in. Okay. Why do you think the diesel handles are black? Why? Because they're generally bigger and thicker. Yes. <laughs> and then you get those fucking high flow ones. <laughs> you got your diesel petrol. Diesel. Yeah. yeah. The, the, those high flow ones are amazing though. Fuck your yeah. car up in like about twenty seconds. Exactly. It's fantastic. But uh, yeah. That, that's why the, 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 the Bukaki fucking. <laughs> you, you, you fill up a fill up a, a Nissan or a Mazda. You got to use an eyedropper. <laughs> Andy Kintz and uh, he's uh, sent us at the at the at the Raiders repping Twill Nation and uh, Bald Andy's his name. But let me tell you, I know where all your fucking hair went, mate. I mean, he's got the epic the epic beard. I mean, put, puts mine to shame. Yeah. <laughs> so he's got some some bad Viking shit going on there. Good stuff. Uh, Bernard JKD. Uh, it's uh, yeah, we knew this was coming. It's Bratislava, not Bratslavia. It's fucking late, man. It happens. 
I'm fucking Australian. <laughs> fucking I tell you though, like I mean, I've got a, I've got a shoulder, my fucking portion of the blame there. I was so fucking tired. I was just like, what? <laughs> Never heard of it <laughs> without even making the connection to fucking Brett Slava. <laughs> fucking hell. Um, and then Stuart Marley comes in with some knowledge. Bratislava, capital of Slovakia, is not is the only national capital that borders two other countries, Austria and Hungary. Hashtag Twill Trivia. Oh, congratulations! You Look, can use Google. This uh, this this uh, this show has now fulfilled its educational component for the week, and <laughs> and then I hope you learned something too. Uh, I underscore am underscore a underscore warrior. Fucking hell! <laughs> Sent us a photograph of his car in Japan with um all black sticker on and he made a comment about you know putting the the Kiwi stickers on the cars Uh, uh, but he's put the Twill Nation one on there too and he's like if anyone sees this in person and makes themselves known I'll either buy them a beer or let them give me a blowjob look that's disgusting Mr. Wars as the godfather of Twill Tourists it's apt I share one of me in Sicily watching the Broncos on the beach got tanned AF listening to this week in league pre-game and I've always loved seeing beaches in other countries you think it's very, very rare you yes. see one where you go, fucking that that's that's a, that's a that, that beach has got nothing, you know, on on Australian on the worst on Bribie Island. <laughs> the, the only beaches that compare to Australian beaches are those like all we do is the beach. Yeah. Like we're a fucking we're a beach and you know, four meters of grass behind it with huts. Yeah. That's all we do. I'll tell you what, there was some fucking show on T V on the weekend, I can't remember what it was. It was like one of these ones where like those real estate ones where people are trying to buy a house in an area and the, the agents take them around and they see a couple yeah. of houses and everything. But this was an American one. And Alabama, of all places, the Gulf Coast there, it's fucking incredible. Really? Beach, 50 metres of pure white sand. Oh, it's unfucking believe. I looked at them going, Jesus Christ, this is like one of the first fucking foreign beaches I've ever seen to go, well, God damn, that's better than fucking, <laughs> that's better than we got. Yeah. It was fucking amazing. And the water was, like, you could see it was like, it was just like white sand all the way under as well because the colour of the water was fucking amazing. I mean, this is probably old now. It's full of oil, I think, but <laughs> after that fucking... <laughs> isn't, isn't that a fucking apt analogy for but- <laughs> so for society <laughs> Alabama tries like fuck to keep their beaches pristine white <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, oh. Jesus Christ <laughs> ah, movie writer like Alan Paul Walker picked up my hoodie before the shit went down obviously because he's in Barcelona yeah he is fucking Clevo was yeah. in Barcelona as well um, stay safe folks uh, photo taken at a small suburban soccer ground near my home and, uh, Fucking like, uh, well done for calling it soccer. Yeah. Yes, that's right. Mm. And, uh... Yeah, and he yeah, was... It was uh, fucking great. What's fucking the, great? The people showing the, the support. hmm Yes. To them. Man, you okay? I forgot you were there. Yeah. Oh, I had no fucking it's idea fucking he was there until he, until he tweeted about it. Yeah, some harrowing Which is weird because, like, we're friends stories. on Facebook and shit, and, like, <laughs> I never saw that he'd gone over there in the first place. Kept on the DL. Which, being friends on Facebook doesn't actually mean you real you know well I'm saying is I didn't notice a post where he said oh you know oh, I'm jetting off here's a selfie fucking with my yeah, boarding pass okay. I'm going to Spain yeah that's what I'm saying I oh, gotcha. didn't see that shit okay so uh, I better unblock him <laughs> 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 this weekend Ben Pomeroy uh, guy sent through a pic uh, with the hoodies and uh, yeah great to see uh, you enjoying the hoodies and let me tell you the one thing I noticed in the photograph of the of the boys over there 
from Super League Pod with their This Week in League hoodies on was there's a window. And outside the window, yeah. it's fucking grey. <laughs> England, where it's Twill Nation hoodie weather year round. <laughs> I mean, because they're, they're coming like to the, I guess we, you would consider the tail end of summer. Yeah. I mean, it's not meant to be shitty yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> yeah. You can wear it in a heat wave over there anyway. It's fantastic. Exactly. But uh, time for their weekly segment. Take it away, boys. Now then, lads, Tom and Mark here once again from the Super League pod, ready to bring you your weekly update on all things ESL, this week in Pomeroy. And we start on Thursday night down at the jungle where Castleford Tigers made it official and got their name on the League Leader Shield, confirming their place as 2017 Minor Premiers following an emphatic 45-20 win over arch-rivals Wakefield Trinity. Tries from ex-Panther Zach Hardacre, four from the evergreen Jake Webster, and one each from Luke Gale and Greg Eden contributed to the cast total. Whilst the scoreline was rel- relatively close at half-time, cast pulled clear in the second half, much to the delight of their supporters, and hoisted the shield aloft in front of a delighted home crowd. So with the minor premiers decided for 2017, our attention turns to the race for the final three semi-final spots, which leads us to Friday night at Headingley, where Leeds Rhinos and St Helens produced a 16 16- 14 win for the home side over Justin Holbrook's St Helens in the final match to be played in front of Leeds' iconic South Stand. Goal kicking made a difference in this one and whilst St Helens had the better of a scrappy first half it was second half tries from Adam Cuthbertson and Ryan Hall supplemented by the goal kicking of centre Callum Watkins which got Leeds over the line in this one. Meanwhile, in Wigan, your world champion Wigan Warriors got their cup final preparations off to the best possible start, with an easy victory over the imploding Salford Red Devils that finished 42-6 to the Warriors. With Salford looking a shadow of their early season selves, Wigan took full advantage of a seemingly unlimited number of free spins on the Red Devils' defensive turnstile and benefited from scores by Frank Paul, the occasional wrecking ball, England captain Sean O'Loughlin, and a brace from ex-Souths and Roosters winger Joe Burgess. Sam Powell, Liam Farrell, George Williams and the impressive youngster Liam Marshall also got in on the action, as Wigan now look ahead to Wembley date with Hull FC. And it's to Hull we now turn our attention, because at the same time as Wigan was serving notice that their cup fight Final preparations are well in hand. Hull was setting about lulling the Cherry and Whites into a false sense of security by going down in style 18 points to 46 against the Huddersfield Giants. Gareth Ellis marks his a millionth appearance with a try, and that was as good as things got for Hull. Huddersfield out enthused the cup finalists in every facet of the game and rightly came away with the spoils. Thanks in parts to try from Darnell McIntosh and a hat trick from the physio's favourite table warmer, Lee Gaskell. Looking ahead, Hull need to fix up on stupid errors and their attitude to defence if they're going to have any hope of retaining the Challenge Cup next weekend. So with the Super 8s wrapped up for a couple of weeks, the qualifiers took centre stage. On Saturday, Warrington maintained their 100% record, but looked far from impressive in beating part-timers Halifax, 22 points to 8. Later that afternoon, the Catalan Dragons took another step backwards to the million-pound game, going down 6-30 to against the Lee Centurions in a game neither could really afford to lose. 
Then on Sunday afternoon, London gave it a right good go, but couldn't quite get over the top of the championship's top side, Hull KR, eventually going down 35-30 on Humberside. And in the final game of the weekend, Witness Vikings made predictably short work of part-timers Featherstone Rovers, beating the flat cappers by 58 points to 10 at the Select Security Stadium. So looking at the standings, we'll make happy reading for Castleford fans who seem see their team crowned minor premiers with an now insurmountable 44 points. And whilst Leeds sit fairly comfortably in second place, their 34 points only sees them three clear of third placed Hull on 31. Wakefield occupy fourth spot at the moment on 28 points, one clear of Saints and Wigan, who both have 27 in fifth and sixth place respectively. Salford continue to nosedive and are now only one point clear of Huddersfield, with those two sides on 26 and 25 points. And whilst there are still plenty of twists and turns ahead in the qualifiers, things are now starting to take shape. Tony Smith's Warrington and Tim Sheen's Hull KR both perfect records on six points each, and they're followed by Witness and Lee who both have four points apiece. Steve McNamara's Catalan Dragons sit in fifth spot on two points with London, Fev Rovers and Halifax looking likely to return to the Championship for another go-round in 2018. Got an email this week and uh, it's a, some good news finally in the in the world of Rugby League uh, from Jimmy Pop who, has, who, as we saw last week, had just taken the lead, I believe, in the tipping competition or a share of the mm. lead. <clears throat> so you remember Jimmy Pop he emailed us last year about the, the brain tumour thing. Yes. So I got an email from him. He said, hey, boys, nice ep. Just wanted to confirm the names from the Bloodhound Gang. Loved them growing up. Good stuff. P.S. I forgot to tell you uh, to let you fellas know that I'm all clear now with the brain tumour. Shrunk it naturally and recent scans have confirmed I'm definitely all clear. That Comple- is completely forgot fantastic. to let you boys know and thought I'd take the opportunity to uh, now let you know and shed some light on my nickname. Keep up the good work. That's fucking great news, mate. Because uh, it's one of those things like I, I'd, I'd wondered how it was going, but you know it's one of those things like how do you how do you broach the so you know what I mean like you know I didn't want to yeah how's that fucking terminal condition yeah yeah how's his, uh, is it is it because uh, I'm sure that's terminally you know you know for we are sure that's something you'd like to discuss unprompted uh, uh, yeah exactly so that's that's fucking that's amazing uh, that's fantastic news and that's uh, it's so great. good to hear um, okay now memberships there's a limited release of the stuff left I've put up. Basically, if you look on the membership page on the website now, thisweekinleague.com, you'll see that there's uh, the the memberships there, and there are, there's like a drop down for like color and size, like green, you know, two XL or whatever. And so, whatever's on that drop down, that's all that's left, and it's uh, and the inventory's in there, so they'll disappear as they as they become available or, or unavailable, and and that's it. That's all that's left now. Also, when I was doing it, I was doing a bit of a, uh, a clean out uh, down here on the weekend, and. Um, Found a couple of undefeated shirts Oof. from last day, so I've thrown them up on there as well. If people want to grab those, and we've got tons of things like you know the keychains and stickers and uh, the wristbands, uh, the silicon wristbands from last year. So what I'm going to do, I put, I'm going to put them together in a pack, like the, those three things, or you know a couple mm. of stickers and whatever, and uh, and I'll put them up there as well. So if uh, people want to support the show at a lower lower price point, then that's great. You can Fuck. go. Did we um did we ever end up sending a prize to the Kokomo guy? No, well, we need to fucking figure that, that out. Too. Yep, okay. yep, definitely got to do that. Just so Coco, uh, Kokomo guy on Facebook, please DM uh, or PM or whatever it is on Facebook. Send us a message with um with your address details and that man. We'll hook you up. So we'll hook you up with some shit. Um, and uh, what else? Yeah, Solzy sent us a picture of his cats laying all over his over his hoodie. So um, look, I'm not gonna lie, I intended these this apparel to be pussy magnets, but not quite what I had in mind. And uh, Dev, Devon Head, OG, one of the OG, the OG of OGs. Mm. First time I've worn my This Week in League hoodie while sober, and it's comfy as fuck. 
Well, you know the good thing, Dev? You can pull the hoodie all the way over your face. You can string it up and use it to cover your nose just in case anybody that's in your house stinks. <laughs> or just in case your spouse, partner, significant other passes wind in front of you. You know? Well, just so you know what to do if that ever happens. That's very inside baseball. But yeah. Dev's had some What's inside baseball? <laughs> the whole the visitor situation the visitor situation. Oh, that yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant that the inside of a baseball stinks. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Fuck. <laughs> This Week in League is brought to you by Sportsmate Mobile's League Live, the ultimate NRL app, putting the NRL at your fingertips. News, scores, TV viewing schedules, match day information, and more. Search for Sportsmate in the App Store or Google Play to download League Live today. And don't forget to follow at Sportsmate, at our League Live on Twitter, and uh, the latter of which they'll be, uh, you know, they tweet from. And it's funny, they're almost like trolling now, talking about, like, you know, preempting refs fault and stuff. Fucking hilarious! So uh, that's it's it's definitely a companion account to the fucking <laughs> to the show. It's great to see them getting in the spirit of things. Now we we are on a severe time crunch at the moment, so we'll blast through these. Um, apologies, I can't uh, do any tweets this week. Just don't have the time, but I want to get through to all the games. So, uh, look, do do tweets if they're fantastic. <sighs> we'll see. I mean, what I mean, we're fucking under severe time crunch here, right? We got we got a blast. We got like twenty minutes, thirty minutes, something uh, like that. So, look, um, you know, I do I do this um, by choice. So. <laughs> Happy to sacrifice other parts of my life. <laughs> yeah. Parramatta Eels 30 defeated the Gold Coast Titans 8 at ANZ. Fucking paltry crowd of under 7,000 in attendance. The Eels had tries to uh, Mariah Alvaro, a double to Will Smith and uh, Semi, of course, with his try. Mitchell Moses, 5 of 5 conversions. The Titans 8 came from tries to, uh, how do you fucking pronounce that name? Nakubuai and uh, Zilman. The Zilman, of course. <laughs> of course, Zilman. Um, and yeah, that's it. No conversions, unfortunately, for uh, either Robert or LG, who both had attempts. Yeah, it's um, un- unfortunate that Titans couldn't couldn't pull it together for this one. You know, the after the being under siege for for the week or or the two weeks before it, um, I I thought that it would have been a good opportunity for those senior players to come together and say, okay, we we need to get out there and salvage some pride. Um, Parramatta, on the other hand, uh, are really starting to find some form around their middle. You yep. know, they've, they've been the toilers yep. this year. Uh, and if you look at them, you know, they, they lost Kaiser mm-hmm. earlier in the year. Yep. Um, so they, they haven't had the smoothest run. They had a, a mid-year introduction of a half. Um, but but that team, uh, I think Brad Arthur, if he's done nothing else, um, has either bought them together incredibly well or he's just been incredibly lucky that that he's stumbled upon a group of players who who are playing for each other you know who who get in there and get it i think that that's i think that's that that sort of thing i think can come from you know I feel with these guys, it's come from being coached because they've had to navigate the the shit last year, mm-hmm. which can be you know 
not just disruptive, but like destructive. Yep. And uh, and so oh, that's a function of coach. I think he uh, he's he's built that yep. rather than had it happen for him. Yeah. But you know, if you look again at at the story of execution, mm-hmm. because Parramatta were were by no means perfect in this game. Yep. You know they they're vying for a top four position. Mm-hmm. And and they were completing it at seventy five percent against a much weaker opposition. Yeah. Um, but Parramatta pulled thirty points out of twenty seven complete sets. Yep. The Titans had thirty two complete sets and pulled eight points out of it. There's a lot to be said for the. I mean, it's it's funny this whole this whole completion thing. We've seen it a lot of times this year. Yeah. Where it's like a team with going to get in all these completions, mm-hmm. and it's and it's funny like the way that. That over at, over at the Warriors, for example. Yep. I mean, all they have to do is complete. Yeah. And they dominate. No, un- unfortunately, unfortunately not. I mean, because they, yeah, you know, they are completing like a motherfucker, but it's totally, re- totally uh, removed their mm. uh, you know their natural their thing you know that, that allows them to score points. Mm. So, um, I again, I think they're going into the finals. Um, Parramatta will be very happy where they are. There's enough momentum there. Yeah, I still feel I still don't feel like they're a team that's going to challenge at all. I feel like there's teams on both sides of them on the ladder at the moment that that are, you know far more likely. They but, are they are very much a Jekyll and Hyde team, but they're very under but they're very under the radar though as well. I mean, you know, who knows when when the shit goes down and they actually mm. and you know shit's going to go down this week. You know, they'll get, they'll get a chance mm-hmm. to show what they've got, and uh, especially when it's like a revenge game as well for you know their opponent. Mm-hmm. But um. You know, we shall we shall see. We look at you know, that, and that that's a fantastic point. Look at how they played against Brisbane the last mm-hmm. time they met them. Yeah, they were almost flawless, and they lost twenty nine ten to the fucking Knights. Yeah, yeah, exactly, so, exactly. Um, <clears throat> okay, um, I am a blast through these. South Sydney Rabbitohs thirty six to feed the Warriors eighteen. Fucking just over six thousand ANZ Stadium. Like dead set, mate. Fucking delete your fucking crowd career, mate. Like yeah, <laughs> uh, six thousand two hundred thirteen. So that's two games with you know thirteen thousand in, in the first fucking Jesus Christ. Um, Rabbitohs though thirty six hat trick to Johnson. Reynolds, Murray, Cody Walker also with tries. Reynolds, four of six conversions and a couple of penalty goals. The Warriors, 18, had double to RTS. Mannering also with a try. Isaac, Luke, three of three conversions. Yeah. Fuck, I'll tell you what. Another team that needs to to realise and understand Mm -hmm. that they are not a giant stadium fucking super crowd team. Yep. And get back to their fucking roots. This, This big stadium policy... Ugh. And then you see you see the, the you know scenes at fucking Brookie you know the other week when it was like you know old boys day and then yeah. and when they're playing East there and then and fucking scenes at Leichhardt yep. fucking uh, you know where it it wouldn't have been a sellout but it was fucking a lot of people there and it, like yeah. it felt packed and it yep. and the the atmosphere was you know fantastic. Uh, you know there are good, there are uh, suburban grounds or local grounds where it's not okay. So I mean, Cronulla are doing a good job as well um, with the, with that. When when they're full, they're fucking great. And you know what? They might only be twice as many people as they are at like ANZ Stadium, uh-huh. but they twice as many, twelve thousand people in ANZ Stadium doesn't fucking it's not a fucking tip on an iceberg. It doesn't it doesn't it still looks like an empty cavernous fucking stadium. Yep, exactly. So uh, and it's I don't know. I mean, like, do they, do they give a fuck about that perception? You know, when you watch it on TV, you go, fuck, that's empty. 
Do they yeah. care? I don't know. I mean, like, you know, rugby league's fantastic to watch on TV and, you know, is, uh, I don't know. But, well, I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm definitely, when I'm watching on television, mm-hmm. I'm much more engaged in a game yep. where the crowd's engaged. Yep. Because the, the perception is, especially with sport, that you are an extension of the crowd. Yep. And if you're at a game and there's fucking no one there, like you watch Roosters games. Yep. And there's like, it's even worse because they don't even, they're not even smart enough to do the Titans thing and close off ends. Yeah, yeah. So you get like four people sitting over there, then there's three people in yeah. the corner. Yeah, but I mean like, yeah, it's one thing to be smart and close off ends, but I mean, you want to put a fucking tarp or something with some advertising over it because what you do have then is, what you do have then is a guy lining up a conversion and you've got literally fucking zero people in the crowd yeah. on, the, on the picture, you know? It's, and you know, you know what, it, I mean, you know, you know what it is. You know they've closed off the ends, but still, it's a fucking shit look. <laughs> like it just looks terrible yeah. to see all these seats. Um, where were we? Oh yeah, the game. <laughs> I've, got, I've, got, I've got my fucking stopwatch app. I'm fucking time. Yeah, fuck. I'm, I'm timing you. Um, look, the you know, Souths have, have finally discovered that if they they play with a little bit of excitement and energy, then then the fucking size of them yeah. is going to get them sixty percent of the way home against a lot of teams. Yeah. Um, and it was, it was a second half thing for them for a while there, but you know, where they'd come out second half and just yeah, blitz and all But now they're starting to really pull it out a little bit earlier. You know, um, the you know, a couple of couple of crucial injuries there at the end. Mm-hmm. Doesn't they're not going to play finals, so you know, their guys will get a an early off season. They can limp and barley. Yeah, get fucking rehabbed. Um, yeah, War- Warriors are my disappointment of two thousand. I think they I think they're almost everybody's disappointment. Um. Yeah, so I feel sorry for the Titans, but the Warriors are my disappointment. Yeah, I don't feel sorry for the Warriors at all. I don't know if it's like a Kiwi thing. No, I said I feel sorry for the Titans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was about to say, like, I don't, I don't, yeah, I feel a little bit sorry for the Titans as well, but I don't, yeah, it's funny. I never, never felt that way for the Warriors, though. Look, I, I, I did. It's now at the stage where it's the same thing over and over and over. So you just brought on yourself, you know, deal with it. Mm. Broncos 24 to feed the Dragons 12 at Suncorp. Good crowd for the weekend. First one, 31,832 in attendance. Mm-hmm. Broncos 24 came from a double to Glen. Uh, we had Milford, Kahu, and Oates with tries as well. And Milford shit night on the boot, two of five conversions. The Dragons 12 came from tries to Vaughan <laughs> and Lafay with Widdop two of two. Corey Oates has been a uh, a good addition back to that team. Like, you know, he's a quality yeah. player and he's played yeah. State of Origin and yeah. there was no doubt on his talent. No, not at all. Um, but that little fucking combo, he's starting with Moga, just to have two guys of their size and strength out there, yep, is a, a fucking scary prospect. Yeah, and then you you throw in there, Milford starting to run the ball a little bit more. Yep, um, and and that that edge, that whole side, is going to be very very worrying. Yeah, um, the the Broncos are, you know. I guess a little bit flashier this year. I hate to say it, but I mean, they're, they're, starting, they're starting to like gear up for the right time, you know what I mean? Oh, look, I, I don't hate to say it. I'll, I'll give give credit where it's due. It, it doesn't mean that they're not still an absolute pack of cunts. <laughs> exactly. But they're playing some very, very good football. Yeah. And, and they're playing it off the back of their forward pack, you know? Um, Blair's getting a lot of shit out there at the moment, but I think he's done a fantastic job this year, you know, with putting pressure on kickers. Yep. Um, everyone's going to bitch when their kicker gets fucking hit by him, but, you know, he, he's out there. He's doing a job. Yep. Um, even a, the loss of their hooker, which, with with a hooker that was that important to the team, 
most teams, like, that'd be an excuse to fucking drop two places on the ladder. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, that, that Brisbane team, they, they are definitely, I would say, um, under Melbourne, the form team of the competition. I would be inclined to, uh, inclined to agree. Which is why they're in second place on the ladder, I guess. Well, it's it's, it's not just, uh, yeah, figures, but they actually yeah, they are. are in that mm-hmm. position. And yeah. they actually deserve to be in that position. It's funny when you can when you think of the the Broncos as opposed to East, who they're kind of you know vying for that second place on the ladder. You know, coming mm. into the season, mm. I feel like there's a massive gulf between those two sides, like mm. consistency, and I think like yeah. top level, like you know what the top level they can achieve, well, each team can achieve. Well, here's the thing though: if you look at Manly, who are in eighth, yep, and you look at Brisbane, who are in second, right? Yep. From the the difference in them is six points. Yep. Which is crazy, really. So there are three games, one or lost, yep. that separate eighth from second. Yep. So everyone's saying that, you know, there's the top four and then daylight. Fuck it, there's Melbourne. It's a very, yeah, there's Melbourne. And daylight. Because Melbourne, there's like, a, what, another three between Melbourne and second, right? There's another three yeah. wins between Melbourne yeah. and second, you know? So and it's very, yeah, Incredibly close competition between, yeah. uh, especially if teams that fucking you know won the games they should have won. Well done, Salary Cap. <laughs> uh, the Melbourne Storm. Speaking of devil, Melbourne Storm forty four defeated Newcastle Knights twelve in Newcastle crowd. Good crowd, just over touch over sixteen thousand. Mm. Uh, the Storm uh, tries to Scott for Nukin, a hat trick to Croft, uh, Chambers and uh, Gooney and Asafa Solomona. Uh, six of eight conversions for Cameron Smith and uh, the Knights. Their twelve points came from tries to Fitzgibbon and Wardle and Hodkinson. Two of two conversions. Um, again, every fucking week, there's something that scares me about this fucking Storm team. Honeymoon's over for the little, the little fucking, the little newies that could. There are. <laughs> <coughs> mm. Oh, in the beginning of this game, Melbourne were uncharacteristically off their game. You know, there there was some penalties they gave away that that you generally don't see. Um, you know, Cronk gave away a couple of seven tackle sets. Yep. And you know, he was obviously filthy on himself. Um, the a couple of drop balls that seemed that they were just pushing things a little bit. And that kept Newcastle right in this game. Yep. Newcastle are playing purely on on excitement and energy and passion at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fantastic for them because that, that's a good a good building block. Uh, but Melbourne were smart enough, as they always are, to just, okay, fuck, we're off here. They can ride that shit out with basics and exactly. know, elemental level of play, and, and then yeah, yeah, and and you you see it. They've gone from this. Okay, we're going to do this, and it was almost like they thought, "Fucking, here's a chance to really get on the autobahn and just <laughs> floor it." But um, then it was okay. Fucking, just reel that shit in. Yep, reel that shit in, and then they ended up earning the right to put points on the board. Yep, and just blew them off the park. So. Yep. Yeah, and uh, it's, it's it's unfortunate for Knights the the way that they've progressed over the last month. It's unfortunate that that it, it had to be like an absolute analing rather than you know rather than just a you know a loss. But uh, I, I, I think there's if, the gulf between. If we're talking about you're talking about like second oh, yeah. to eighth. There's there's first to fucking sixteenth right there. I think if Brownie's smart, he'll take patches of that game. Yep, and and you know you, you have him in review and say. Look, one of those teams is first and one of those teams is last. Yeah. There were times when Newcastle yep. had the momentum and they were well on top. Yeah. Didn't happen for 80 minutes. No. 
No. But there's, there's enough positives there. And it there. wasn't for long when it was. But yeah. Uh, what's a vine? 10 seconds? <laughs> Six of them. <yeah. laughs> so, so, so they were vine champions. Newcastle vines. <laughs> um, the West, uh, sorry, the Roosters 22 defeat the West Tigers 18 at Allianz. Uh, a crowd of just under 10,000. And who would have thought that would have been the fucking crowd that... Yeah. wasn't nearly the shittiest of the weekend. Uh, the Roosters had tries to Pierce, Aguero, Orbison, Mitch, and uh, Latrell Mitchell. Uh, Gordon, 3-4 conversions. Uh, the Tigers, 18, came from tries to uh, Aloy, Lola Haya, and Tedesco, with Aloy getting three from three conversions. Uh, it, it, games like this... It was last week all over again, except the yeah. Roosters didn't fucking let it go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, I, I like getting a reminder of how good players are. Yeah. And this game was James Tedesco's, you know, I'm still here. It's his goodbye, his little goodbye letter to the West Tigers. That's it. So, um, it, um... But Lola Hay is coming along as well. I mean, I'm not sure what the deal with him at fullback is going to be next year. I mean, because he's actually, you know, they've bought players to fill other positions and, you know, the presumption is that he's he'll be dropping back to fullback. But, I mean, he's he's fitting in kind of good where did, he is, you know. Did that ever come from the club, though? It just, I don't, I haven't seen anything official, but it's not something that clubs really come out and say either. It just sort of happens when, you know, the team lineup is announced, you know, next year in round one or whatever, yeah. or in trial games. But it seems to be what all the fans who follow their own club much well, more closely than I follow their club. Yeah. It seems to be what they're, they're uh, expecting and saying. So that's Just, what I'm working on. Well, the, the, there's so many fucking uncertainties. Like, the, you know, Brooks Brooks will start in the halves. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah. sure of that. Yep. Does he play Reynolds as a halves partner or does he play Reynolds at nine? Yeah. You know? I don't know if... Yeah. Does he have... Does he play Lola here as a Darius Boyd-style fullback? You know? Where, where he's just... The the final pass in in backline movements is that why he's playing him there this year to give him some experience? Yeah, but he doesn't want to. You know, that's that's I not know. that's it, not the last guy. Yeah, that, you I'm, know, that's the, the that's the, the you know, more the Brett Stewart one who's in. You know, like three or four in and chimes in. And, you know, I, yeah. Oh no, no, and, no, no, yeah, and, and does a bit of ball play. I'm, so I'm I'm trying to just adhere to the the whole the simplest explanation is often the correct one. Yeah, yeah. Um, I've got a feeling that he's that. Oof. He's uh, was it? Uh, there was a whole thing like whether he was promised the the one or, or not uh, and that, earlier when he came. That over. was the issue because yeah. then they were looking at um, what's his name from the Roosters. Yeah, who didn't end up there, but yeah, I think th- I think he'll probably be there. But it's just it's just strange because I mean it's it. I mean I know their fans are really they're really hopeful for next year. Like oh it's amazing we're bringing all these players in, but they're actually starting to tick over, uh, you know, pretty well at the moment, and they're going to have such bulk changes when all these new guys come yeah. in. I mean, it's it's certainly going to upset the... I mean, it, it's great and it's promising and everything that, I mean, not, you know, Tedesco had a fantastic game on this occasion, but he's not... But he's not the you know, instigator of everything at the moment, which is great right. because, okay, you can't count on him for next year. But there's a lot of fucking changes coming in and, like, Josh Reynolds coming in when there's halves that are kind of working at the moment. Yeah. And Josh Reynolds is... About as far away from like a Lolo Hayo as, as, as you're going to get. Yeah. Um, so it would be interesting to see you know, what sort of side they are. But um, look, it, I'm I'm not sure that um, Ivan's found his long term hooker yet. Yeah. 
you know? Well, uh, I mean, like, McCulrick isn't great, but he's in there because of the injury to, to uh, Little or whatever. Yeah. So, and, like, it feels like that Little's the, the guy, but, uh, you know, they've, they've brought Reynolds over and it just makes me feel like, you know, is he... Like, are they looking back on that purchase now thinking, well, fuck, you know, at the time it was yeah. it was a good purchase, but now look at the way the club, the, the way they're performing. Is we, it, we didn't have Lola Hayer at the time. Yeah, we, yeah, we, did, we didn't have him at the time. And uh, and even, and and now he's, that's just kind of working out. Like With Little, like, he did his apprenticeship under Robbie though, didn't he? Oh, yes, I so. What are you saying? Well, if you met a girl. Yeah. And her ex-boyfriend had AIDS. <laughs> do you know? <laughs> Do you, do you play fucking AIDS roulette? <laughs> Just saying. Yeah, yeah. Look, I, yeah, I hear what you're saying. Um, <laughs> can Thoughts on the elbow? Two dads. <sighs> look. What was the What was the end result of that? Was it nothing? Just, it was a fine. Was it fine? No. He, was nothing early, at all. Early plea. He'll get some carryover points. We'll miss no games oh. and have no fine. I thought that I thought that I thought there was going to be a fine, and and and, and and at a fine level, I was outraged. Mm. So the fact that it's actually nothing mm. is uh, for letters is uh, yeah, and, and like especially when it's a dude that like has a storied history. I mean, he's not Adrian Morley, but I mean, he's not fucking clean either. Did he get a mention in the grub team? He probably should have. I mean, I'm sure I surely someone did. Because that that's grubby, and that is the kind that's of grubby. That's not niggle, and that's the shit he does fucking, is kind of that grubby. Yeah. and he, he, that that constant pest mentality, but like pest who's got some brawn behind it as well. So yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. Look, I, it, it's it's bullshit. I mean, and I've seen Twitter's been outraged, and you know, as rightfully so. I think um, I I just can't fucking wait until it, it it is just black and white that if you contact the head with an elbow, yeah. You are charged with this, and you miss this. Yeah, they'll never do you know? that. Though. Since since when did fucking tripping become? Look, just fucking contribute to our Christmas party. Do you remember when tripping was like it was like send off? Yeah, you're gone. Not even send off, but fucking cunts to be there for you in the car park. Yeah, you know it. It was. It's like jo- Josh Reynolds is like he's he's fucking normalised tripping or something or something like that. He's like defanged it. He's like the alt right. <laughs> <laughs> If you just keep tripping long enough, they can't keep they can't uh, well you know, they can suspend someone out of a sport, but they choose not to. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> uh, Sharks twenty six defeated the Cowboys sixteen at thirteen hundred teeth crowd of just over fifteen and a half thousand in attendance. The uh, Sharks twenty six came from tries to Braley, Gallon, Townsend, and Holmes. Maloney four of four conversions and a penalty goal. And the Cowboys sixteen came from tries to Tamari Martin. Low and Morgan and uh, low two of two conversions. Yeah, I, I was disappointed in the Cow- Cowboys here. Um, well, Braley returning to the Sharks, I think, is finally. I don't know, like it's got them. Uh, it's got them together more. He was definitely missed, and like it's funny because Sigiaro is like a he's a good, great player, clearly. Mm. Okay? But it's there's a big there's a lot to be said for like fit. Yeah, you know what I mean. And, Look, um, I, I love. Seguiara, I love the style he plays, but let's not forget, he he came to fame behind that super North Queensland Cowboys forward pack. Mm-hmm. That was how he he rose to stardom, and he was you know origin talk about him, and it was the next big thing. He, he's ended up at the Panthers, and and everyone was astonished. Fucking, why did we let that guy go? Why did they? 
we certainly didn't have the the Cowboys quality pack for him to play behind. Yep. And and I think if you're a team that's dominating on the field already, you can afford to have your hooker have that attacking flamboyance. Yep. Whereas if you're a team that needs to be led around the park, you need your hooker to be smarter about the game. And I'm not yep. sure Seguiaro is that planner yep. director. And this shark side, uh, and the, uh, this successful shark side, is predicated on the latter type of, yep. of hooker. 100%. So, uh, but look, you know, look, the, the Sharks went up there. It's always a tough away game up there. Uh and they did. They did a great job, mm. and they got you know somewhat back on track. Because I mean, they you know they they copped it in Brisbane. Yeah, and, they did. And although they you know they're not looking, they, they weren't looking shaky at all. I mean, the, this was this was another game against another a top eight, you know, I guess peer. And uh, yeah, fuck, they they got it done. And the Cowboys now. What is it with Cowboys and arm injuries? I don't know. I could, I couldn't even speculate. Like, I can't even think of a joke about. It. <laughs> Like, you know, too much strain on left arm from fucking mm. holding the reins and throwing the other one, holding the hat with the other one. Yeah, so which is the strength arm? He says it would be the right arm that would be weak because the other one would be built up like a fucking... Yeah. So, <laughs> um, fucking, how, how tough's that, though? Yeah. Poor old Pongy as well. Kid gets yeah. his fucking, you know, let, let in from the wilderness. I mean, they have to lose a fucking lot of troops to, you know, to let him in. It just, it seems, like, I, I get it. Believe me, I get it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we've had this discussion on the show. Yep. Like, oh, you know, play him in the pro, play him as prop. <laughs> Burn him out. <laughs> <laughs> Destroy him. But having said that, young kids are impressionable and contracts don't mean shit. So if you were to show this kid yeah. a good time for a year, make him, just show him some fucking love. That was like, um, try and get him to backflip. Do, do you ever watch that uh, On the Couch with Sturlow? No, never. I don't watch a minute of rugby league programming outside of games. I, I like Sturlow. I just don't. I, I just honestly and don't mo- have the time. most of them are throwbacks. Yep. You know, like, you know, like they have like fucking great players from the 70s and 80s. Yep. And, um, you know, Ray Price was on there. Yep. But the that's other always day, entertaining, yeah. Fucking fantastic to watch. And he had James Tedesco on there. Okay. And they're talking about his fucking backflip on his Canberra deal. Like it... Like it wasn't an actual fucking thing. Like it was just a. Oh, did, well, I remember you know, that time you punched happened. Camera. Yeah, like. like fucking. <laughs> oh, you sure showed them. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, that's that's crazy. I had no idea where you were going um, with that then, but uh, yeah. Yeah, no, I think um, Cronulla are starting to pull together at the right time. They are, and uh, you know, they fucking got to. I mean, this this competition. I mean, we've said before, it's it's kind of like it's a yeah. it's a it's a battle to play the Storm in the grand final. And you got to remember, it, it's not the same Sharks team as last year. They've lost some fucking key talents. Oh, yeah. But they, they got done by a fucking good margin by the Storm round 26 last year. Yep. You know, yep. so... Yeah. Exactly. Might, might not be dead in the water. Yep. Okay, speaking of dead in the water, the Panthers 26, defeat the Raiders 22. In Canberra, just under 15,000. The Panthers tries to Blake Cleary, Mansour and May. Cleary, 4-4 conversions and a penalty goal. And the Raiders tries to Kotrick, Papali, White and Tapane. Uh, Croker, 3-4 conversions. Bittersweet victory. Why, what, what's the bittersweet part for you? Look, the Penrith uh, are one of, or, or a narrative team at the moment. Yes, on the back of Nathan Cleary. Yes. You know, 
uh, he's young. He's going to be the uh, youngest, highest point scorer. Now, I'm not taking away from this kid and his achievements, but there's a reason why top point scorer isn't really a thing in yeah. rugby league. It's because, depending on the team, one player out of each team has the opportunity to score. You know. Almost certainly, unless you're like this massive outlier, outlier yeah. like you know, Vooney Vale or something, and you're going up in fours, you've still got to score a fucking lot of tries to look at even getting exactly. seen on that list. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so I don't think there's a player this year that's scoring a try a game. No. And and you would assume as a goal kicker you'd want to be kicking, you know, at least two. Two, two yeah. You know? You'd think. Only Canterbury scoring under 12 points a game average. And generally speaking as well, not always, but generally speaking, like a goal kicker is always like a sort of a playmaking position guy anyway, so he's, yeah. he's jagging the old try here and there that's as well. That's it. Yeah. So um, they're, they're the fucking narrative team at the moment. Yep. They missed 50 fucking tackles on the weekend. And I know the Raiders are a big pack and they're a, a dominant pack. And Do you know where they where they mostly were? Because it just felt to me like that, that Penrith were, were were pretty good through the through most parts of the field, but it just felt like when Canberra were down there with a chance to score, boom, they scored. Yes. And they were their own worst enemy in the sense that they, you know, they made so many errors and things like that that they didn't give themselves that many opportunities to do that. But when they were down there, it felt like it, was very, that, it came very easily for yes, them. Yes, that's what worries me about Penrith. They're fucking vulnerable on their goal line. Yep. The style of defence they're playing at the moment relies on them getting up very quickly and yep. very aggressively. But the forward line speed means that you must... Hit and stick. stick Initial yeah. contact by yep. the first tackler yep. must hit and stick. Yep. Now they're utilising their, their their strengths. You know they've got a lot of speed and yep. agility out there. But if the first contact doesn't stick, they're covering well. Yeah. But they're losing seven or eight meters on that cover. They're bringing the guy down, and you don't have the opportunity to do that cover. You yeah. when you're doing it ten meters out. Exactly. Yep. You know four or five meters fuck up. Yeah. They're in and they're scoring. Yeah. You know? Um and. And it's it, it's one of the frustrations I have that well you know fucking do different things at different times. How how is there not somebody in charge of this team that's saying to them these are the defensive lines for this portion when this, we're yeah. trying to pin them? Yep. And then in the middle of the field, that's fine. We yep. can relax a bit and try and you know, goal line. We're going to do this. Yeah. Like, anyway, um, look, at, at the end of the day, they stuck in there, and, and the big men really stood up. I was so impressed with Nathan Cleary and his grit. Um, you know, he had a try-saver on Cohen Hess last week, mm-hmm. and they targeted him. Yeah. And it's not like they were just saying, oh, okay, let's fucking throw a bit of traffic his way. He had fucking Dave Taylor and Josh Papali running at him. Yeah, yeah. And those guys are in form. They're fucking big. And they're difficult to tackle. Fucking Dave Taylor. That guy is just the biggest waste of fucking potential and talent possibly ever. Mm. It's, I mean, I know he's like, he's front of mind at the moment. So it's just like, it's hard to think, think of who else. But I mean, he is up there for the wasted talent all-stars because I mean, he shows some fucking amazing <laughs> I saw a quote from someone through the week. Someone uh, for who was down at the 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 AIS and you know back in the day when he mm. was you know coming up and they're like and they'd say you know who's the who's the guy you yeah. know, who's the guy we got to watch out for and he's like this Dave Taylor has got fucking yeah. like he's like beats and fucking yeah. Mark Two except mentally 
just don't think he's got it. Mm. Like he just, he just as a trainer, and you know, just just being together, you know, just doesn't imagine if you had the work ethic of like fucking. <laughs> and I'm trying to think of some plotter who's who's like does the rings every fucking drop of talent out of him. That yeah. guy, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no. <laughs> well, if the fucking work ethic of Jonathan Thurston or Cooper Cronk, they don't have to be shit players. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know? unfortunately, unfortunately, like I, I mean, he's he's had the lifeline in Canberra, but I don't know if there's anyone down there who is like a inspiring role model for him on that front. Yeah, and let's face it, he had his time at the Broncos where there was plenty of that going on. Yeah, so if it was ever going to take, yeah, yeah. It would, you would think it would have taken there. Yeah, but um, um but you know, uh, again, like like South. Yeah. Unfortunate for Canberra and their fans that they've picked this time of year to start showing something. If, if they'd have played this style or or level of football for for the whole year, start three weeks earlier and they're in the mix. Exactly. Well, and truly. look, they're, they're still not out. Yeah, they're they're, they're the, at, at the most mathematical of mathematical things. They they require teams to lose like you know every game, and like it's possible it's possible for the Cowboys possible. Well, the Cowboys play Brisbane. Yeah, Brisbane. I'm, I've got that down as a, that's a loss yeah. for the Cowboys, right? And they got the Tigers this week. So if they lose in, both in, games, in Camp- yeah, and the Raiders win both win games, both games, yeah, yeah. But it's 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 mathematical, you know, because you also got the Dragons in there as well, and we've seen who are what, ahead who are ahead of them. We've seen what Raiders do when yeah. You know, so I mean, the Dragons, yeah, and yeah, that's right. I mean, they can't count to three, can they count to two? And then you've got the. Um, You've got the the dragons in there. If they if they somehow manage to 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 jag two to jag two yeah. wins, then it doesn't matter what Canberra do. So so they're in yeah. the most difficult mathematical territory that you can be in at the moment because mm. not only is it like you control your own destiny, it's like three other destinies have to align with yeah. your destiny That's to it. even give you a chance. Yeah. Um, yeah, and and again, you you look at the the end of this game. Penrith made five errors. Mm-hmm. Canberra made 15 errors. Yeah. So that they did themselves out of this game. They had Penrith. Uncharacteristically they... bad hands from Kotrick too. Yeah. Numerous times, fucked them over. Um, so I don't know whether that was nerves, like it was such a pressure game or whatever, you know, finally got to like a yeah. young, young dude. I mean, if, he's, he's look, still probably rookie of the year, but... If I was a, an opposition coach, yeah. I'm saying, well, fucking look, right there, you mm-hmm. have um, David Peachy's nephew. Mm-hmm. And whoever's next to him in the halves, fucking run at them because they're vulnerable. Yeah. You know, again, Peachy's not a recognised centre. Yep. And he's still coming to grips with how to fucking move in that defensive line. Yeah. Big vulnerability. Yeah. Oh, kick high to Mansour. Cunt can't jump. Yep. And yep. and I I really don't know why that wasn't their their fucking go to. Yeah. But but the thing is, Mansour actually he was he was making such bulk meters, oh, kind of back. You didn't just. you just didn't want the fucking ball in that guy's hands. And exactly. and, and he the try he scored. And he wasn't put under a lot of pressure either when he was taking the, the like taking yeah. kicks on the last tackle. They were kicking him down his throat, but he wasn't like contested or exactly or anything where he's looking up with guys all around him. And there, exactly. there was never that situation really. And and again, there's there's that 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 planning thing. You yep. look who was up against Mansour. Mm-hmm. You know, fucking Rapana's jump yep. out jumping him. Every one hundred percent of the time, yeah. Fucking crisscross. Yep, yep. Anyway, um, fucking undefeated. Get yep. ready for fucking. I was ready to believe Panthers. in the Panthers. Twenty minutes into this game, I was like, "Fucking here we go." Yep. 
And then the, the rest of it, I was like, oh, fuck. No, not yet. Yeah. yeah. It, <laughs> like, that's what I'm saying. It, put, it, get it together, cunts. Everyone's like, oh, Penrith have gone on this run. They do this and they're peaking at the right time. You know, they beat Newcastle. They beat Wests. They beat the Dogs. And people and people have been like, and then there's been the flip side of the Penrith. People going, oh, yeah, people saying our run's been shit. Like, look, guess, you know, you know what? It is a fucking unconvincing run. It's, it's winning form is good form. Yep. Don't get me wrong. But it's still it's it's unconvincing, and I thought this game the way they started, like here we fucking go, it's clicked and that's clicked at the right time and blah blah blah, and then Look, as quickly but, as it had clicked, Canberra were fucking right back in it and true, and yeah. I, I think though they didn't get blown off the park, yeah, they're, they're playing with swinging dicks yeah, at the yeah, moment, but they haven't been blown off the park for fucking months. They haven't been. That was but, the start of the year, man. But Penrith classically, yeah, when, when they're once they're out of a game. Yeah, they're out of a game. That South game was the last time that really, really exactly. happened. Probably, and there was no way they were getting back in that. Yeah, yeah. Now, even when Canberra came back and scored two tries, yep. you can see the confidence in them, and it's confidence in their half that, yeah, okay, well, yeah, we need to score again. So let's just score again. Yeah, it's also against an opponent where you'd done the impossible. Last time you played as well yeah. and scored like twice in fucking like what? How many minutes? Like, yeah, three seconds. Um, okay. <laughs> Okay, the Canterbury Bankstown Bulldogs 30 defeated the Mighty Manly Seagulls 16 at ANZ. Another shit crowd, although the best crowd there of the weekend, I think. 8,900. The other two were 6,000 something, weren't they? Dogs 30 came from try. Double to Montoya, double to Morris. Branko Lee, Brett Morris. So it's Morris J with two tries. Uh, Mumbai, three of six conversions. Seagulls 16 came from tries to Jake Turbo, Brian Kelly, Lewis Brown, Matthew Wright, two of three conversions. And now this is the one game where I'm going to actually fucking read a tweet because I feel like fucking... Poor old GT, he's fucking had it so bad for so long. He deserves like, a tweet. He's, he's given himself cancer, not just from the dogs, but also his hatred of the sharks. So I'm giving him a voice. I have to read his tweet. He says, how bad are you going when you get pumped by this rabble? First time we score more than three tries. Dogs, where's that been all year? Let me tell you, mate, it wasn't you. It was us. <laughs> it wasn't you. It was us. <laughs> but, you guys just happened to be there. This game, I, I, I can't remember if I was tweeting with you at the time, but... Somebody, but it was fucking, it was played at 50% speed and intensity yeah. for the entire time to the point where it was, it, when it was nil all or, you know, whatever the score was, it didn't matter. It was just fucking boring to watch because it, it was just half speed. And then every so often Dylan Walker would get the ball and he'd pick it up from dummy half or something. And he was fucking probably running like normal speed. And it looked like this, who's put the fuck at this cunning fast forward? Yeah. Like how slow and how poor is everybody else fucking I mean, mm. unbelievable. So, not, not not mad. I'm just disappointed. <laughs> and mad. <laughs> Kelly had, had been dropped for two weeks to kind of refresh him or whatever because, you know, he was, he was fucking losing it. Let me tell you, it wasn't long enough. I mean, he probably wouldn't have been there but for the fact that Brad Parker, you know, did his knee last week. Yep. Um, I'd say he's resting. With, he's resting. I'm doing air quotes that you can't see. <laughs> Would have continued. <laughs> <laughs> But he was back, and let me tell you, oh, he was worse than ever. Um, the, the whole the whole defensive line was terrible. The way they were, they, they would back, you don't backpedal on you know ten minutes out when you go on defense, you're not backpedaling, you're fucking moving up. I mean, this mm. is this is rugby league, a simple game. But I saw people blowing up about Matthew Wright. Oh, Matthew Wright's so terrible in defense because he happened to be the guy on the wing where you know where two tries were scored, mate. Matthew Wright, I'm not going to say he's a saint, but. That fucking guy got dumped in the shit so badly <laughs> by fucking Brian Kelly. That fucker was biting on everything. Yeah. I mean, he was biting everything. Fucking, 
And that second try where they got, oh, Matthew Wright, why did, you know, why did he fucking come in, you know? Because fucking Hopper Jr. fucking swung around. And yeah, they actually had, they were actually numbered up. There was yep. three on three. But then Kelly might have been in front of his guy, who I can't remember who it was, the next guy along inside from inside Montoya. Montoya. But he might have been physically standing in front of that guy, but his body was turned and faced yeah. directly at fucking Hopper. He had bitten completely and utterly. And what the fuck? And like, if if Hopper had gone short to the guy inside and Wright was outside, then he would have gone in. That guy would have gone in and scored. It was always happening because Kelly actually took himself out of the fucking defensive line. Mm. Just unfucking believable. This guy. He at the moment, like I'm not saying this. I'm not going to mark his. No, no, I am. I'm going to mark his papers permanently. Fucking get out of first grade. Do not, do not pass. Fucking go. Do you, you want to pass something? Pass fucking, pass fucking uh, tweed heads on the way to fucking Gold Coast Titans. Can't <laughs> dead set. Fuck out of here. I'm done with you. Um, and oh gee, I hope uh, Parker can heal his knee real quick. That, that's focusing on one person. Overall, though, you could just tell there was just this. There was no one except for Dylan Walker, as I mentioned, and like yeah, Appy was doing his thing from dummy half, I guess. But as a whole group, there was just no fucking intention mm. to fucking play a game of rugby league on on this afternoon where when it took place. Just unfucking believable. And as I've maintained, this is a team that was powered by fucking youthful exuberance and morale and you know brotherhood and all that sort of stuff. The thing is that's that that can that can happen. That happens naturally, I yep. think. When it and and when that happens and it all comes together and the stars align, they can fucking destroy everybody like they did earlier. You know, in the middle middle portion of the mm. season, and then you get teams like Parramatta, like we we're saying as well, where it doesn't come naturally, but it can be built by a good coach. Yep. Problem is when you know just fatigue sets in, and you know, like you know, they always say it's a long season, whatever. You know, when morale dips and fatigue sets in then you've got to have something else other than that fucking, you know, yeah. th- than that to get you through. And that's where the coach comes in. And this is why I've fucking been maintaining that Barrett is a shit coach because it's his job to make it, like, Arthur made it happen for the, fo- he didn't have it naturally. Yeah. He made it happen with the Eels against a lot more adversity than, than this club's had. And, um, and of you know, a, a Penrith insider who's very, you know, who's familiar with the club and the players and knows the players, was saying that the thing about Trent was, when he was a coach at the Panthers, they loved him, mm. but they like the universally, he was not a coach. Yeah. He was a fucking good, he's a good dude and he wanted to be everybody's mate. Yep. And unfortunately, that's not a coach. Look at, look at fucking Bellamy. Yeah. Look at Wayne Bennett. Yep. These guys aren't everybody's mate. They don't give a fuck. They're there to coach. They're they're there to extract performances of a specified caliber from the fucking players they have, and they take the steps necessary to make that happen. Not to be fucking friends with. Best example, right? Yeah. Cameron Smith getting presented with his three hundred and fiftieth asterisk game ball. Mm -hmm. Uh, Bellamy presented it to him. Yep. You know, and Cameron Smith is being talked about. Okay. Then he uh, stabbed it with a knife. (laughs) Deflated it. Immortal. This, whatever. Um, you know, start of the game, revolutionised the position. Yep. Success, success, success. Yep. You know, very, very clear who wears the fucking pants in that relationship. Yep. And it's not the guy being spoken about as one of the best players of all time. Mm-hmm. You know? Yep. There's a, a level of, no, that this is my position yep. and and this is what I demand. Yep. Um, but, yeah, Barrett's a young coach. 
Yeah, it's, it's, I'm not. I'm not saying. I'm not saying that he's fucking. Look at what youth can do for a team. Yeah, I'm not saying that he, that he's he's perm, that he's he's not going to become a great coach. Mm. You know, perhaps perhaps he will. Plus, but look at the extra support he's got in Cardi. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what? Stop trying to be everyone's fucking best mate. Be the coach. You want to be best mates? You can go and fucking play, be best mates when you're playing piss ponies in a fucking infinity pool in Bali in two weeks. That's it. Mm. Fucking do something, cunt. You're the coach. Make some fucking tough decisions. He's, fucking he's make some fucking make some young fucking players cry. You know, give, make him get the shits and send him to fucking Blacktown. I don't give a fuck. You, you know what a Steiner school is? Oh, I fucking do. I remember I, there was someone that I I worked with or something that. It's basically not a fucking school. It's basically like a like it's just like the kids just fucking play and do their own thing, right? Pretty much. And they're not allowed to watch TV though. When it, they go it's home. like you know if if this kid just finger paints and tie dyes. And listens to fucking wind chimes. They're going to pioneer He'll absorb space travel. mathematics yeah. <laughs> <laughs> through the universe. So it's, it, like, it, I want to be clear. It's called a school. It's not a fucking school. This is. I just remembered where I fucking heard about these guys. It was when I was working for Foxtel. Oh. And this was and this was this was a family that I was fucking talking. And, and they're like and and they're like oh you know we don't watch you know, we don't have a television. And then, and, and like, oh. I, I obviously, you know, I obviously responded in, in my, 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 body, my body language obviously said that I was incredulous <laughs> and, and what a ball face, like, I know that you don't, you maybe, maybe you don't want to fucking sign up for 12 months of Foxtel lady, but don't lie to me. Don't fucking insult me by treating me like I'm some kind of retard. <laughs> um. And then she explained the Steiner school thing to me and I thought, Wow. Yeah. Your kids are fucked. Yeah, pretty much. Um, With apologies to any Steiner school teachers. I'm doing the air quote thing. No, we, we have real fucking teachers that listen. To we do, we fucking do. Respect the cunts that actually teach. Exactly. exactly. Um, but these fucking Steiner schools, mm-hmm. basically in, anyone you see in Australia talking about foreign politics using we... They probably went to a Steiner school. <laughs> Those parents that send their kids there, yep. they probably had fucking super strict. What I'm trying to get to is that Trent Barrett got slapped and now he's basically... He sent, got the jug cord. He's sending the manly kids to a Steiner school. Yeah. That's yeah, what I'm trying to say. And, and you know what? I'm, I'm, I'm not even going to dispute that. I, I believe you. I think it's a fair comparison. <laughs> <laughs> it's like homeschooling. <laughs> Apologies to any homeschooled listeners, but I mean, you know, aren't they all the anti-vaxxers of education? <laughs> there was this poor cunt in my sister's school yeah. back in Sydney. Well, I went there too. I was the, sorry, my sister's grade. Yeah. And his mum was one of those fucking naturopath, fucking oh. weird ladies. Yeah, yeah. And this cunt was yellow. Like, he was fucking malnourished. His liver was he failing. He was smaller than His every other one. Failing, yeah. Right? He was fucking scrawny, fucking yeah. bond, bonder or something. Um, I remember she was watching us do swimming. Yeah. I was asthmatic. Yeah. I did a couple of laps and I've, I got in trouble. Gone to grab, reach the Ventolin. I've, I've gone to get the Ventolin and she wouldn't let me because I didn't need it. I just had to this, this, this. And so I was in year four and I politely told her to fuck off. <laughs> I'm going for my fucking spray. Um, I got in trouble for that. But this was the poor cunt. You'd go to his birthday party. Yeah. And they'd be like, well, we don't have cake, but we have homemade peanut butter, you know, 
was fucking just peanuts they'd stepped on. <laughs> <laughs> so this poor fucking kid had no friends, but yeah. How we get there? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I think it was done again. Just fucking disgraceful. Good on your doggies. You've had a, a sustained period without any joy. Um, you know, maybe you're going to resign Desi, or maybe you're not going to sack Desi now. Um, that would be unfortunate for maybe you guys. Resign Michael Luck. <laughs> <laughs> so look, you know, maybe, did maybe. You see, do you see that cunt out there? I saw that cunt out there. No, no, talking afterwards. Oh, th- th- oh, look, you know, this, this, that's that's my running game now. You, you see what I can do? Yeah, he's got, he's got to shill himself it's because not, like not my fault. It's hard to market yourself you know, from Reggie's. There's st- strangled my running game. Wouldn't let me run. Yeah, not my natural game style. Please, please, please. Yeah, somebody, somebody, buy me for yeah. a running game. Fucking hell! Have you South will take him? The roster slot opening up. <laughs> okay, back again for a very special week, a very special edition of uh, of asking that. This is the the, the testimonial edition, as it were. I'll cry. So, how how are you how are you feeling? I'm really sad. <laughs> and so, how how often do you? I mean, this is something I don't think has ever come up. I mean, we know that you you are on the way to training. When when we talk, you're always you know like the just before you go to to train each yeah. week. How many times do you have to train? Is yeah, it just, just the one? once um, per week, and then you get to the game like two or three hours early. Okay. So this is the one. This is this is the this is the last training session before one of the the games where you know you know we obviously for certain that you, you're going to be on there. I mean, like Penrith, we were talking before, and you're you're not as confident, but I mean, I'm prepared to say that Penrith are most certainly in the finals, whether they're whether they're home home side or not. Though, well, it doesn't matter. Still in up finals, debate, we go I, anyway. So um, yeah. Oh, of course, yeah, anyway, that's right. So yeah, um, but I just I don't know. I'm still not. The same thing happened last year. We made our run, and, and I was not convinced until it was absolutely mathematically impossible for us to drop out of the eight. Um, I wasn't excited yet. So I'm still on that, like, you know, there is that tiny 1% chance that something's going to go wrong. Um, but, look, all, probabili- all probabilities point to being a finals game. So it's not my last, last game. <laughs> Historically speaking, the, the laws of, of mathematics only turn on teams like the Tigers. <laughs> They do indeed. For the, the worst, yeah. 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 <laughs> so I think mathematically you're okay. All right. So this is the the last okay. certain yeah. home game uh, over yeah. there at Neverland Ranch, as we call yeah. it. And uh, <laughs> oh, and gee, 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 we came to that one. Like, <laughs> I mean, it's, you, your ground has been like a. It's, it's been fantastic for us for for the, for for field mm-hmm. nicknames over the years. Like you had, remember it was like it was Centibet yeah. Stadium. And so it's obviously become Centrelink yeah. Stadium for <laughs> Penrith, yeah. and it, <laughs> and then we had like I mean when it was Pepper I was like okay the muddy puddle, yeah. um, but then yeah then then uh, Jay wanted to he wanted to push the whole you know uh, Neverland thing because mm-hmm. you know young Matt Moylan and mm-hmm. wanted to be like you know so actually like Peter yeah. Pan, and then you know and then that morphed into the Neverland Ranch with the more yeah which is a little bit creepy, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but this is a guarantee. This is this is the last guarantee you have for a game. And so, going into that final game, how do you feel? Like, what do you think of? Like, that's it. I really am. I didn't think that I'd be like this because I've been um, 
I don't know, like pretty over this year, you know, obviously work's taking up a lot of it and I'm ready to, you know, move on into that sort of um, really focus on my yep. job and, and what I worked five and a half years toward. Um, but this week has just been, oh, every time I think about it, I just want to cry. So <laughs> it's very sad, you know, after five years of being somewhere for it to be um, over, but oh my God. <laughs> So you think you, 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 uh, you're going to keep it together you know, during the game, but then afterwards? I don't think I'll be able to keep it together because everything you do is like the last time, if that makes sense. So it's like, oh, the last yeah, time sure. I'm yeah. the tunnel waiting to go out. Oh, the last time I'll do the routine. Oh, the last time we'll finish the first half. Oh, the last time we'll do the level one up. And it's just like everything is the last time. And it's just, <laughs> you go into that attitude and you are just going to be, be a mess. Like, crying I'm buckets like, from the like, oh, it's the last time I'll park in the spot. Like, it's just, it's, it's going to be, I'm a very sentimental person, so... And look, aside yeah, from anything yeah. else, like I, I met my future employer, like my current boss at, at Pepper Stadium. They came and found me after a game and, and introduced themselves and, and asked if I wanted to have an internship because I'd emailed them, you know, um, previously. And yeah. I don't know, that place like holds a lot of, I don't know, sentimental value. Crucial life memories. Yeah, I had like a, a lot of, um, it holds a lot of sentimental value to me, um, that stadium. And it's just, I wouldn't really be where I am today if it, if it weren't for, for cheerleading so um yeah i'm very 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 sad to be letting it go but i think it, i have to otherwise i'll never will <laughs> yeah. so what happens what happens when you when when a cheerleader hang, hangs up the 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 pom-poms and i mean is a remember do you remember back in the day like i mean it wasn't that long ago too it was probably like you know 15, 20 years ago when the yeah, the money wasn't as yeah, it's probably pre Super League, the money wasn't as, as as massive as it is now for a player. So they, they used to do the testimonial yeah. thing where they'd have like a dinner at the league's club and there'd be like a you know, stuff auctioned off and everything and that'd be like a little lump sum of whatever that the player would take off into the sunset. I wish I'd got even half <laughs> Yeah, there'd be none of that. Literally like I don't do you know what? Like there hasn't really in my time there hasn't really been anyone leave that's been there for, you know, as, sure. as long as I have. So um it's They've just, I don't know, it's, it's it's always been like girls come for a year or two years and then you go and you kind of like, I mean, you yeah. notice, but it's not, it's not really, yeah, so I don't know. But this year is like the two, I don't know, I don't like know. the, I mean, as far as, you know, social media is concerned, the two, the two queens of, of the Penrith cheerleading squad are hanging it up this year, right? You you and Danny as well, right? I think Danny's, I'm not sure, we, I, we haven't actually like 100% yep. discussed it. Um, I think, I think she might be, but... There's nothing like stopping her to the extent that yeah, it is sure. for me, um, you know. Um, so she might turn up, you know, next year and be like, oh, "Yolo, I'll do it again." Um, <laughs> <laughs> whereas, like, I'm just like, I can't yeah. keep doing this, <laughs> and you know, working at the same time. So um, she might, she might, but it's a very high probability we both of us gone. So that's so, so it's, yeah. it's, it's but essentially <laughs> it's like you know, like Cameron Smith and Cooper Cronk leaving the storm at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> Can I have your camera? <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, like, yeah, I think Kronk's the more, you know, isn't, isn't wouldn't he be the more professional, yeah, well-spoken one? I mean, that's, you're the Kronk, right? You'd have to be right. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, Cameron's probably more likely to be immortal. Yeah, so. well, that's true, too. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, of course, yeah. one of your things that you're going to, in in your retirement, you'll be working hard to establish a, a Dally M cheerleader of the year and and working it, working their way through Cheer to, like, year, immortals, immortals and things so. like that, yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Leave my legacy. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Fantastic. Now, uh, questions this week. Got a couple this week. Um, and uh, the first one from uh, our buddy Sammy. He said, uh, he said, "Well, his first is a statement." He said that you are a bigger loss for Penrith than Wade Graham. But uh, oh, that's, that's a huge, call. huge. And uh, <laughs> but the bigger question is, will you be gracing the pod, pod waves again next year? 
if you have I, me. I, I said you are welcome. I mean, it's it's just great to get a different perspective each week, and uh, you are welcome uh, until yeah, as long as this podcast exists. Definitely. You are very welcome to be on it. <laughs> yeah, there we go. We're back then. <laughs> uh, Bud Smoko said. Uh, well, first he's like, yeah, he's looking forward to the show this week because he wants to, you know, obviously they don't want to hear me have a breakdown. But um, he said, could you hook up a meeting with the Peach? Presumably for him as a Penrith fan. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I, go. I mean, I think, I think I can just go some way into answering that. You would really have to be sort of like a time and place. I mean, because when, for example, when uh, Jay's wife and son were down there, you were amazing. Yeah beyond the call of duty you know setting uh, you know things up and you know autographs and, and photographs and things like that oh, it's my pleasure yeah and then nathan popped up <laughs> and he got a photo with nathan yeah, Fury yeah, as well exactly so i think i think that sort of thing i mean if you were there at the ground yeah probably a fair chance yeah. but yeah, um, yeah, yeah, mean, yeah anything other than that but like probably not like just on like a saturday no no you yeah, just want to go <laughs> kick a footy or something <laughs> And, uh, and knowing <laughs> and knowing what I do about Bud Smoko and where he lives, I don't think the peach is going to go down to Tasmania. <laughs> For, uh, oh, probably not. <laughs> but you know, if your time, you know, if 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 you are there at the ground on game day, then we could probably we do, do the best, best yet. Yeah, if they can. Yeah, and much and much yeah. higher chance. Yeah. If they can get. Yeah. All yeah. right. Or you know, you, you know, be in hospital and be like terminally ill or something. That usually pulls the heartstrings. Oh god. <laughs> <laughs> well then, yeah, you don't want. It's not yeah, really yeah. I mean, like, I don't think. The, I mean, like, you know, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure the peach is a lovely guy and everything. But I, I don't. I don't mm. even think I'd get cancer. To, you know, well, I've met. Be- I've met Beaver heaps of no, times, but I don't think I'd no, get. I don't think no, it's worth cancer. It's quite worth that. <laughs> Oh, yeah, um, yeah, I'm sure anyone who actually actually was sick and got to meet a player, I'm pretty sure they'd probably prefer not to have met the player. Uh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. <laughs> Finally, we have uh, at Boyle eighty six Matt, and uh, he said, "Is there a legal precedent?" Here we go. We'll transition into your next life. Is there a legal precedent mm. for the remaining Titans fans to sue the Titans board for destroying their team? Destroying their team. <laughs> Oh, there probably wouldn't be a person, but we can yeah, start one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why not? But I completely wholeheartedly agree with that. Sounds like, sounds like Nat's, it sounds like Nat's putting her hand up for uh, to, to lead the class action. Yes. I'll take it on. <laughs> now, what do you make of this? I mean, we, we knew Seriously, it was going ha- to happen. I mean, e- yeah. even though they said, look, we're not going to rush to a decision, the, the immediate speculation was, yeah, Henry's gone. Now, now yeah, it's official. It's honestly terrible. Yes. Yeah, so, and uh, and yeah. so, that's, yeah, it's it's crazy. Uh I'm sure we're going to have a lot to say about it. We've had a lot to say about it on the show previously because it's probably the biggest story of the week. Well, Hayne came out today and he's, he's continuing to talk. He's like, shut up. Don't you like, love how seriously? he's like, he, oh, um, Henry should have told me to oh, my face and not gone through oh. the media. And, and how's Hayne do that? He goes through the media. Yeah, well, you're doing it to the media. You're talking yeah. to the media. It's beyond me. And it's just, I mean, there were, there were rumours, I don't know, like, I mean, no one's seen him at the game, like Jared Hayne at the game last week. So there's rumours that he didn't yep. go to the game, but he was in Sydney. Um, and then you have, I saw Neil Henry was told he was sat- Sunday and day, Sunday, 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 like, come on, you know, why would you drop? You just never, ever, ever get a player. Never put a player above. Yeah. The coach. You just. It's, do it. it just. It feels like it. You don't do it. It feels never. like way. It feels so much. Worse. I mean, like you know, you had the situation with um, with uh, the Tigers and and Farrow, you know, pre JT when it went the other way. Oh, but this feels like yeah. so much worse than that. 
Yeah. You know I mean? like it's just it's just nuts. And so and, yeah. and there's no guarantee that Hayne's going to be there next year either because you know he's he's not a great trainer. You know he's on the outer with the at least was on the no. outer with the leadership group, and he probably is even more so now. I mean, yeah. I'm not sure where people fall. Like oh, you definitely. know where the battle lines are. Like you know how how many people did. Yeah. did Henry have. I mean, maybe he'd lost a lot of the team because it it seems crazy they'd do it on the base of one player. I don't think so because Ryan James well, Ryan James who was in the press conference with him was very very, um, he was quite angry at at all the suggestions and that sort of thing Um, and you appreciate that from a player to actually sit standing in and like, you know, defend their coach like that Um, so I just, I don't think that like, oh, I just think it's I think a lot of the players would have resentment towards him Um, you know Someone just rocks up out of nowhere and kind of ruins yeah. the team, which you guys, they were playing really yep. well together, you know? Yep. So it's um it's disappointing. It's really because they were playing really well. And then, oh, it's just they could have been, imagine, you know, they could have been anything this year if they'd actually had picked had up where they left off. Not yeah. gotten yeah. Jared Yeah, because they were doing so well. Just placed, you know, based on, you know, what you said about Manly off, like before we started, camaraderie and just generally working together, working yep. for each other got someone now who does has never worked for anyone else in his life he's so for himself whether that be for you know um the titans or whether it be for new south wales it's it's the same thing yep. it's always about him yep so I agree. so yeah, I, yeah. I, it's, it's strange i mean because if he even if he was shopped around i'm not sure who would a who could afford him and b and you then and then you take the no subset one. of teams that can afford him and then go okay who yeah. who would take no him? One. i think everyone's yeah. pretty sorted yeah. likewise so I, I don't think anyone really. And, and, and is he really? I mean, is he even a, a top no. whatever fullback anyway? Like his body, no. like he had to change God his no. body shape. I mean, like Tommy Turbo yeah. is better than him. Like, like Dylan Edwards is, be- Edwards Edwards is better than him at the moment. Like it's a, yeah, I'm sure Edwards puts in a training too. Yeah, absolutely, and actually tries, and they all play for it. I mean, I don't want to like go on about Penrith and stuff, but a big reason as to why we're playing well at the moment is because we're playing for each other. Like you saw two front rowers chase down Jack Whiten yeah. on the weekend. That was playing for each other. Exactly. You know that sort of thing. So, and and you don't. That's how you do well. Not with one player deciding to go and make the miracle play for for himself to look good every so often. You know. Exactly. So, yeah. And then just yeah, and it's very, it's very simple teammate stuff. If you go to, if your team's playing in Sydney and you go down to Sydney to turn up for two hours and watch the game and yep. you know just put your put your partying or whatever you're doing on hold, or you know yep. start your party at the game. Like, I don't think it was anything. Like I don't have an issue with him going out to dinner with his mates. That's so fine. But but if you can do that, then you can go to the yeah, game, exactly, you know? exactly. So it's just uh, he's not really it's it'll, his his body language and just his actions at the moment when they should be. This yeah. is the time when the spotlight's on, and you know he should be, you know, very, very pro team and everything. And he's just, he's just not doing it. So, yeah, he's not doing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly, doing? exactly. But um, that's it for the questions this week. So, if you uh, have any questions for for Nat, uh, coming up to well, towards the end of the season, I mean, even even uh, with us with the show, I mean, you know, we've got the finals coming up, and you know, we're in the in the home stretch, and uh, so if you've got any questions, yeah, get them in while you can, and uh, yeah, hashtag us, Nat's the easiest way that I can find them, and yeah, you can send them to, to us on Twitter as well, and uh, you know, if you want to tag Nat in there, that's fine as well, um, we'll get them somehow, but that's the easiest way, and if you're not on Twitter, feel free to, you know, chuck them on Facebook or email them or whatever you want, whatever's easiest, and um, the very best of luck, I hope you, I hope the, the last game that you have is a is a is a memorable is a win, and you know and it, and it's memorable for all the right reasons and uh, yes and you don't and and the TV Hopefully. cameras don't find you when you're losing it. 
I'll be losing at the whole game, so that's going to be hard, literally. Like, just ignore me, please. I'll be looking to take that perfect screenshot to, for, for a meme. Oh, it's going to be horrendous. But anyway, I'm bracing myself already, and it's like six or four, four yeah. five days away. <laughs> Well, right. this is the first time I guess you could start you know, cut up some onions before you go to the training session to practice to pr- so you can get some some live practice on what it's like to do at least you know if it was our last last if, if it was it, if it was our last game full stop and yep. story no finals it would be um, a lot worse and I think the best thing about finals is you don't really know if yeah. it's your last game or not so that's going to make it easier um, so I'm in a good position in that yeah regard. it's not the it's not last uh, game until until the full time mooter and you go oh that was the last game yeah exactly yep. like shit that's it um so, yeah. Um, the thing is, I've, I've said before in past years, oh, that's that's it, that's it. But I haven't been as yep. sure as now. So, like, now it's just like I yep, really, really sure. know. And now if, you, if you're actually getting to the stage when it's the last game and you're, you're thinking more like, yeah, it's actually confirming it for you more rather than, rather than yep. you know, you're having second thoughts kind of thing, I guess it, that, that tells you everything you need to know. If my boss said to me today, he's like, because I said I was like, I told him last night. And he goes, you said that last year. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. I'm really sure this time. <laughs> awesome. Well, the very best of luck for the weekend, and uh, I hope um, you guys. Will, you know, you're already sealed. We've already had this discussion. You're already in finals. Don't worry about it. I mean, your career will continue for at least at least <laughs> one at least one more game after this. However, I hope that this last home game or last guaranteed home game is a memorable one for you. And uh, thanks for your time again. Thank you. We're going to blast through these previews this week. Broncos versus the Eels Thursday night football tonight as we record the show. Like I think the Broncos are going to win fairly comfortably. Yep. Um, a little bit of a revenge game for them. They certainly were not at their best when they lost the, the game to the Eels a couple of weeks ago. They were not. Um, Eels, look, for their part, they're probably more consistent and better than they were back then. But I just think the Broncos in their current form are going to be far I think, too good. I think the Eels can do themselves out of this game. Right? I'm not sure this Broncos team has the heart of Broncos teams past. You know, look at what happened when they came up against Melbourne. Mm-hmm. And so coming up against a team that's beaten them recently, they're going to be nervous. And I think if Parramatta can get out to an early start, that's their opportunity. But if we get the loss to Newcastle Parramatta instead of the beat Broncos Parramatta, yep. then, then Brisbane put a big score on them. Okay, uh, the Raiders take on the Knights. Look, despite season over, I still think the Raiders are playing well enough. Uh, and you know it depends on on what the Knights are going to do coming back from the uh, you know disappointment of you know catching a flogging again for the first time in in uh, in quite yeah. a while you know um, unchanged Raiders lineup uh, Ross is back after what I thought would be an injury that'd probably keep him out and I mean if if I'm Newcastle or even if I'm Nathan Ross and thinking mate it's two games to go you're coming back from like a fractured fucking whatever. Yeah, I, you'd I, want to be sure that you're 100 percent rather. Than I spoke to a doctor friend about this, and he said that when people hear broken back, yep, they freak out. Yeah, obviously because your brain instantly goes to spinal blah blah yeah. paralysis. Um, and, yeah. But you know, people come back from broken thumbs. Yeah, after a couple of weeks, they get yep. broken feet and play on. Yeah, you know, a doctor will assess him, and as long as there's little to no chance of doing nerve, like you know, yeah, yeah, okay. yep. um, you know, then it'll be fine as long as he told the doctor it's a contact sport. Yep. Brock Lamb out. So uh, Jack Cogger returns. Um, so we'll, we'll see We'll see how that goes. But uh, look, I think yeah, all signs point to the Raiders, yes? Yep. 
Tigers take on the Cowboys and Campbelltown. Now, the Tigers obviously you know, improved form lately. Cowboys uh, injury injury issues and uh, and uh, you know down a little bit over the last couple of weeks. Campbelltown has not been the happy hunting ground for the Tigers that that it should be really, yeah. uh, and and certainly not the the, the kind of level of, uh, of of emotion and performances as Leichhardt would would extract from them. Um, yeah, Elijah key. Taylor out's pretty key. Mm. For the Tigers, no man. I, and you know, I've got to be careful saying this because he's ex Penrith. I'm not sure what he brings to that team other than the being a fucking cheerleader. Who? Et. Really? Yeah. I dare say that he is probably somewhat more important to the West Tigers. He's side got than... fucking blue lip all the fucking time. Look at him. <laughs> he looks like he's fucking choking. So what are you saying? The Cowboys are going to win. Cowboys have got to win. Let's be real. Cowboys need it more. Um, Yeah, Coot's a big loss. I I think Gavin Cooper and Coot are named on the extended bench, but I don't know what that means in terms of how likely they are to return. Yeah. Um, Yeah, we've spoken about it before. I think it's just filling in numbers. Winnerstein, Winnerstein back, but uh, yeah, I think I think the Cowboys. Uh, the team to drop out of the eight. Martin needs if to any, step if up. Anyone, if anyone, if the Dragons or, you know, miraculously somehow the Raiders want to yeah. get into the finals, I think the team that's going to make way for them will, you know, potentially be the Cowboys because I've got them down. This is their grand final. They've got a loss next week against the Broncos, in my yep. opinion. 100%. And so uh, this one, you know. Look, they're, they're yeah, un- unless Wayne's resting players or doing doing a Bellamy move. Um, yeah, well, it just, it just depends, I guess, what happens this week with East as well because, you know, if the, if... Because they're they're playing each other and it's been pretty much settled for two or three weeks. That's yeah. going to be the case. Yep. So then then it becomes okay. Yeah. We're playing here or there. So Martin needs to step up and Morgan needs to not get fucking knocked out. Yeah. How the yeah. fuck is that cunt playing this week? Yeah. Yeah. Look, it's happened all year with various players. I, I know. Right, so. But look, it's fucking blatant. Yeah. Anyway. Look, brain brain injuries is, is a is a terrible thing, and the NRL cares about it greatly. On the game day, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> then, then after that, it's like you know, they've got they've got they've got the fucking uh, the short term memory of uh, of Liam Fulton <laughs> or Dallas Johnson. <laughs> uh, Titans take on the Dogs at Seabus. Oh fuck me! What a game! Look, could this be the bounce back? Coach killed rebound thing that happens the dogs aren't a great side so the dogs, it can the dogs so, aren't a great so side so they're, they're they're ripe for for to be recipients of this and I'll tell you what if Jared Hayne has anything less than a fucking breakout performance mm-hmm. in the number one yeah isn't that funny he's in the, yeah, so he's the, in the number one you know um, the, the Titans should win this and need to win this it, it's theirs to lose basically and this is, their, is their, this is their last home game, I think, too. So it's yep. their last chance to show these poor fucking downtrodden fans of rugby league on the Gold Coast that they've got a team worth fucking cheering for. And you know, I don't think that, instead of asking them for a fight, and I don't right? think they're going to be the willing. I don't think they're willingly going to lay down and, and spread their legs like Manly did last week. Mm-hmm. So therefore, they, that, that should remove uh, you know the dogs. You remember the Titans? This is a team that asks their members for a photo after leaking half a century. Yeah, the fucking nerve of that. 
how'd they get more than a dozen people in that photo? It's mystifying. I mean, they they only probably got like 200 from the look of it, but still. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Storm take on the rabbits down in Melbourne. Melbourne. Melbourne, unless they're... Uh, Unless they're, they're, you know, they're going to start resting now that it's the the minor premiership's concerned, but it doesn't doesn't look like it. I mean, Cronk's returning to the to the side, mm. and um, yeah, you never know. It's, you know, it's yeah. Bellamy. He might fuck around with interchanges. He can, yeah, and, he, and and like you know, he can fuck around. He can fuck around up until an hour before the game too. So yeah, exactly. And how about how about old old Robbie Rochow, an old fucking an old old mascot yes. of the show from back in the day when he was at the Storm. Yes. Leaves to go to Newcastle, does yes. does two fifths of fuck all, uh, transfers to to the Rabbitohs mid season, back to the Storm, yes, and uh, starts the season in Newcastle, sixteenth place, ends the season first place Storm, yeah. potentially gets a ring. <laughs> it's like it's almost like he started from the bottom. <laughs> now he's here. <laughs> <laughs> Well, he's not at the top yet. He's well, not no, here. No, no, not on the show. <laughs> no, no. Well, yeah, true. But he's one of one of our favourites just because he's Rachow. It's evocative. <laughs> uh, Storms, yeah. Unless the Storm play fuck around, fuck around with the, their lineup and rest yeah. people, I think they they've got the rabbits pretty, pretty well covered. Um, Alex Johnson injured as well, so I mean that's a that's a lot of tries. You're taking a couple of tries yeah. out of the rabbits right there. Uh, Perinara, the referee. I guess that means that they're probably going to favour the Storm. You know, expect some clangers. Sharks and Roosters. Mm. Big game, this one. It is. Top of the table. Top end of the table clash. Um, Probably a clear Top four on the line for the Sharkies. Very, very important game here. Both sides unchanged from last week's wins. So, if if you're realistically looking at the ladder now, and you're in charge of a team, Yes. I won't say which team. Do you prefer to go in fourth, knowing you get Melbourne? Yeah, I'm, I'm struggling with this. I've, I've thought of it okay. from both ways for two reasons. Yeah. One, like winning form is good form, and I don't know if a loss, a demoralising loss in That's Melbourne it. is a good thing. To take in. Because the, the, what, you're, what you're exchanging that for, Yeah. you could fucking beat them, but... If say you don't, you're assuming that it's an instant loss if you go in fourth and play the Storm in Melbourne in the first yep. round. So, so you, you take a loss, demoralising, potentially derailing any momentum, blah yep. blah blah. But what it does do is it gets you on the other side of the draw to the Storm. Yep. Potentially through for a rematch for the grand final. Yep. Um, even then, you know, you've conceded, a, you know, you've lost to them already at that mm-hmm. point, only a couple of weeks earlier. Yep. I think just, I think. Well, you, you, you've got to, you've got to play play where you land, obviously. But I th- I just I don't think that it's you don't have a say in it because no one's tanking for ladder position. No, no but, one's tanking. But I'm just saying, but, you, do yeah. do you prefer? You know, I would prefer if I was if I if I was Penrith, I would prefer to continue winning and finish in like fifth. Yep, and just keep going week to week because you've been going week to week for months. Yeah, so rather than rather than potentially I'm, get I'm, yeah, raped I'm, by the Melbourne Storm mm. and just destroy any you know yeah. morale or you know whatever. That's it, hundred percent. Okay, that you may have. So yeah, I, fuck, I don't know. Both teams need it, I guess. And yeah. there are times I'm not a superstitious man, mm-hmm. but there are times where you got to believe in a hoodoo. Yep, you're supposed to say hoodoo. Who do? You do. Do what? Remind me of the bag. 
<laughs> oh, fucking great movie. Stands up to this day. Rest in peace, David Bowie, you great man. Um, <laughs> who's going to win this game? <laughs> yeah, sharks. For the hoodoo. Yeah, okay. Bowie uh, factor. Yeah. <laughs> Are they going to win through the power of dance magic? <laughs> Warriors take on. Warriors take on the Mighty Manly Sea Eagles in Mount Smart Stadium. Um, final home game of the year for the Warriors. Sean Johnson returns. I'm not sure what he's, uh, you know, how how good his, uh, his chicken legs are going to be, but he's back. And um, I'm, I'm not sure that means anything, though. Yeah, well, yeah, I I don't. Yeah. Know. I mean, well, Sean Johnson, he only he as soon as he started running the ball and looking okay, he was brought down in a tackle, which which took him out of the out of the game no, for six no, weeks. He, wasn't. He, he was brought down running. Yeah, well, that's what he was. That's that was. I mean, he made that break to yeah set up an almost but try. He, I don't he wasn't he was tackled. He was oh, supporting. Oh no! But he started the movement off, didn't he? He did. I thought he was like an idiot. He, he passed as he was being brought down. But his, no. his legs didn't go on a tackle. Oh, he was okay. fucking sniped. Oh, well, there you go. Poor cunt. Um, Look, I think Manly get this one. I, I mean, I th- I'm not tipping Manly for shit. I mean, technically, spe- <laughs> technically speaking, I'm tipping them because, like, in the tipping competition, I select them as my tip. Yep. However, I do not anticipate them to achieve victory again this season. Um, At all. Until. You know, fucking show me something. That's what I'm saying. Prove it. Yeah. You want me to think? You you want me to believe? Fucking prove it. Just justify my love. Show me something that you're interested in. Fucking being there. Um, It's like Cherry Evans last week was was fucking. (laughs) I don't want to say terrible. He is more so that he was non-existent. Yep. And a word is that he had the flu and he was sick and everything. That's great. But you know what? If you're well enough to fucking suit up and take the field. Then fucking do something. Yeah, you know you have to you have to own a shit performance or like a non-involved performance. Yep, you have to fucking own it. Yep. If you if you say no, I'm going to still play. Otherwise, step the fuck back, take a week off, and fucking recover from whatever. Mm. You have a fucking runny nose, and let someone else in there because I mean, a dead, you know, a warm body is not enough in the halves. You know, maybe in Can the forwards. You imagine the fucking effort it would take to get a fucking phlegmy cough up that fucking pencil neck of his. Yeah, for symptoms to even manifest. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. He's fucking patient. Whatever wipes out the human race, that cunt's patient zero. He knows the throat, throat, doctor. That motherfucker's earning his his money. He takes a fucking holiday to Africa and he gets some sort of mutant monkey aids in his fucking throat and he doesn't cough till he gets home. Yeah, and it's got to get bad enough to actually, you know, give it the yeah. Well, ear, nose, ear, nose and throat guy get the fucking Ben's diagnosed and shit there, wouldn't he? <laughs> uh, look, Manly. You know, they, 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 look, they can win this game by 50, but you know what? They can lose a shitty 14 12. Yeah. Believe it. Yeah. Believe it. Um, Panthers take on the Dragons at the Neverland Ranch. Dragons playing for their season here. I mean, they're kind of playing for their season. Last week and didn't rise to the challenge. Uh, Penrith is a different proposition to the Broncos at the moment, though. You know, was, uh, even as they're winning, um, this is a revenge game for Penrith. They won't forget the fucking way that the way it that, started that, off. Holy fuck! You hear that? Getting a spot of rain today, are we? No, the fucking giant thunderclap that just went through escaped my notice. That's fucking loud as hell. It was. I I did not realise we had the overcast weather outside. Maybe we've summoned Bowie. Maybe we have. Or maybe 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 the fucking the god of thunder has 
<laughs> did not enjoy me talking about you know the the, the fact that it's a revenge game for the Panthers after they were they were uh, pumped by the, the Dragons early in the season. Mm. That's um, yeah, look, the the Dragons are a, a formidable forward pack, and and Vaughan and DeBellin are, are back into that early season form that that saw them just running right over teams. Yep. Um, you know, again, Penrith are good enough if they stick in. I think they're going to fucking annihilate this side. But really, you know, um, Tyrone May is a fantastic inclusion in the side. Yes, simply for the fact that he's got the combination. You know, he's he's played um, with Young Cleary. Yep. for a long time. Um, and and out on the edges, as long as fucking Wunga can somehow fucking learn how to fucking tackle. <laughs> <laughs> like, does, there's no one fucking realised. Like, fantastic attacking player. Yeah. But this cunt's gone his entire junior career just putting putting his body in front of kids and cuddling yeah. them. Yeah. And and hoping they come down. That doesn't work in real footy. Fucking your your one testicle red nut mate in the nine can <laughs> fucking chop people down. <laughs> Jesus fuck, Wanga. Um, he is the guy playing the game that just spams the fucking heavy tackle button <laughs> and find it works on yeah. rookie mode mm-hmm. you bump it up to pro <laughs> see how, see but, how you, know, you saw how silly you made fucking Croker look on the weekend yes but did you see the amount of times fucking Croker left him he grasping? looked fucking stupid yeah and far that, more that not, sh- not, not, as, not individually as spectacularly didn't look however cumulatively, cumulatively though yeah. should fucking never have happened yeah physically you should have it all over him yep agree. you fucking bean um, and the, the Penrith are going to look a lot better this week with Moylan out. And let me tell you, his hamstrings have become a fucking problem. He's becoming a regular little fucking Kieran Foylan. <laughs> fucking stop it. <laughs> Wonder if he's going to take care of his kids <laughs> when he's old enough to have them. Not Bryce. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's exactly got the fucking role model there, has he? <laughs> Um, well, Aiken, like, it's funny, like, you know, Moylan with his hamstrings out and fucking Aiken with his shoulders out. Yeah. Those two are fucking the two sides of a fucking same coin, aren't they? Moylan, Moylan's officially been diagnosed with you know, progeria. <laughs> so it's like that's, old, that's that disease. Like, like the little twelve-year-old kids look like they're ninety years old. Yeah, yeah. That's why everyone thinks he's not young anymore. <laughs> everyone thinks he's young. We're talking about <laughs> yeah, Penrith by a thousand. Yeah, Penrith by a thousand yeah. to put the dragons out of their misery, but not really, just like mathematically, mm. put them into mathematical zone. Well, depending on what happens with Cowboys and Manly. Those guys get some wins. These guys lose. That's it. It's yep. game. See ya. Game blouses. Jay's out the door and that is full time for episode 269. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, you can interact with us on Twitter, so follow at TWI League. We're also on Facebook.com forward slash This Week in League, so make sure you hit the like button, share stuff, all that good shit, like you always do. Uh, iTunes, as I said last week, is one of the best ways to support the show. Um, if you haven't done so already, then uh, we would appreciate it if you would uh, take yourself to iTunes and uh, hit the podcast section, go to Sports and Rec category, and uh, you'll see us there in the What's Hot section, as always. And... Uh, Check it out and uh, give us a rating, a star rating, leave a review, and uh, it'd be greatly appreciated. Now, um, we got a review this week from uh, someone by the name of Dougs, uh, D-O-O-G-S, five stars, don't listen. 
You listen to these two blokes give their hilarious views on everything league and beyond. Every other commentator and analyst sounds like they're that boring geography teacher you hated. These dudes will ruin every other show you rated. Seriously, one episode a week is not enough. Love it. Dreading the off-season when you blokes have, have, have a break. Keep up the good work. Or keep up the great work. Thanks. Thanks, man. That's an awesome review. And uh, yeah, the off season is is coming. I mean, for for people who are new to the show this year, which there was a lot of you, um, basically the way it works in the off season is we will uh, proceed to do the show until um, the week after the grand final, maybe a week after that, uh, and then yeah, then we are done. I mean, there's World Cup, there's, there's stuff happening at the end of the season this year, so yeah, perhaps we might throw out some other special episodes depending on what's going on, but um, but yeah. Uh, we're into the, into the home stretch, coming into finals, and it usually uh, signifies that you know the the Twillies are on their way as well, which is our yearly uh, live show that we do live streaming uh, over the internet uh, through Ustream, and uh, it's always a good time as well. So uh, if you haven't uh, logged on for that one in the past, then yeah, get ready for that as well. We usually do that on a Friday night too, so people can have some uh, have some beverages as well. Uh, okay, now with Supercoach, the Wendells. Uh, in front again over NZ underscore Magpie 54 in that two horse race uh, followed by Ebenezer Rascals Dingbats Junior Mince Lamb of God Lucky Punk Sesame Timbers Reach Around Robo and Seaweed Steelers in 10th tipping Jimmy Pop who we mentioned earlier in the show the comeback kid the, the, the story of the year and uh, he is sharing the lead with Lynn aka Am I Winning one point back we have Kylie Mad Dog 2Z Matthew Brower, and then one point further back, we have Hebby underscore Nova, Thakos, Terry G, and Desi's Ducks. So, with two full rounds of football left, plus the finals, I mean, it's hard to make up get ground in the finals, of course, but uh, with two full rounds left, only two points from 10th to first. So, it's uh, for the first time in years, I think it's actually anyone's anyone's competition. So, uh, get in there, make sure you get your tips in there, and uh, that's it. That's all we've got time for. Jay, Jay had uh, less time than that, he's out the fucking door. So, uh, we will uh, talk to you next week. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.